You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Good morning, ass family. What is going on? Can anybody hear me? Check, 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 check. Oh, I got to turn that up. That's why. What is going on, ass family? Welcome to... It's not even Monday. Look at that. You got to skip a Monday. It's Tuesday already. Fired up. Uh, let's get some good mornings out of the way, uh, shall we? Uh, Hangtown Jen says, happy Tuesday. Douglas says, good morning and happy Tuesday, ass family. Straight Fire says, good morning, ass. Glad you had a great birthday, Hangtown Jen. Brady Kid, good morning. Brady Kid, I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scott says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Technical difficulties? No. Uh, Ghost Nevada says, good morning. Y'all got our tickets? Uh, oh, you got your tickets. Good. For September 17th, because we do have a big announcement today, well, an announcement to make today. But first, let's do uh, let's do some fun stuff first, shall we? We'll do this. T-shirt time? 12-10 is T-shirt time. T-shirt time? It is 12-10. It's T-shirt time. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Everybody knows it's T-shirt time. So annoying. T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time. Oh, my God. Shut up now. I'm just trying to let everybody know so they put their T-shirts. Yeah, today's T-shirt, real simple. It's Jerry Lee Lewis giving you the fingers. Saw this. I was like, yep, that's awesome, Jerry Lee Lewis. A lot of people say, yeah, and I'm one of them, the real king of rock and roll, because he didn't leave like Elvis. But Elvis served his country, so you can't say anything bad about the king. But Jerry Lee Lewis is, is pretty fucking bad, even though he did marry his, his cousin, Myra Gale. But, hey, doesn't matter. It's Jerry Lee Lewis giving you the finger. Here, it's T-shirt time. Now, uh, by the way, got, got great news to report. Got a new sponsor to the show today. You like to eat? America loves to eat. So why not open up somewhere America can sit down, enjoy a meal, and get their feet rubbed? We'll fry anything you want for $5.99. As long as it's friable or edible, we're going to make it deliciousable. We will fry parts of the chicken you didn't even know was friable. The beak, the feathers, we'll fry candy bars. All that European stuff that you don't really normally eat, we'll bring it down here and fry it for you. Ask McDonald's to fry something other than what they normally fry. Guess what you're going to get? Nothing. Mm-hmm. If it fit through the dough, I'll put it in the fry. Hell, this is a dinosaur. All our meats are gently tenderized to their eyes. Optimum deliciousness. We got fine dinosaur meat. So, friends, let's just decide you don't want no barbecue. Yeah. Don't they look wonderful? If you really pay me enough, we'll massage your feet in any of these sauces also. Wow. That is the rule down here at Jones. Good-ass barbecue and foot massage. There it is. So go ahead and give me a call or find us on them worldwide internets at the new website. That's J-O-N-E-S, big-ass truck rental and storage.com backslash Jones. Good-ass barbecue and foot massage. There you go. Jones, good-ass barbecue and foot massage. Glad they're a part of everything now. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, and, and, and welcome back, our dear friend, Sheriff Grady Judd. He was in the news this weekend. See the story about the, 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 the guy that went nuts, former Marine that went nuts, wore all kind of body armor, killed a bunch of people. They did that in Polk County, and that's what Grady had to say. No, absolutely not. Uh, we, he, he came out with his hands up, and that's why there was no further gunfire. 
It would have been nice if he'd have come out with a gun and then we'd have been able to read a newspaper through him and we'd have had a different conversation here this morning. But when someone chooses to give up, we take them into custody peacefully. If he'd given us the opportunity, we'd have shot him up a lot. A but lot. he didn't because he was a, a coward. You see, it's easy to shoot innocent children and babies and people in the middle of the night when you got the gun and they don't. But he uh, was not much of a man. Whoo, Grady Judd laying it down. Doug says barbecue and foot massage at the same place. Yeah, Jones, good ass barbecue and foot massage. Oh, and then uh, I, I found one of my all-time favorite uh, Joe Bidenisms this weekend. Uh, let, let's see, where is it at? Oh, are you, are you, no, that ain't it. I mean, no. How could I be the? No. I've never shared this. No. Joe Biden, you're not. A- oh, here it is. Here it is. Y'all ready? Here you go. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand, and it get hot. I got a lot of. I got hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Now, if you're ever wondering what roaches mean to Joe Biden, this is an interview done. With Judge Joe Brown. Now, Judge Joe Brown used to have a TV show, well-respected judge in America. Uh, actually, he, he's the one that broke news that James Earl Ray probably did not kill Martin Luther King because James Earl Ray was not in Memphis at the time. But this is what uh, Judge Joe Brown says about Joe Biden. Do you still think that Joe Biden is a racist, from your opinion? Do you he's still a think racist that? dog. And he said, I saw him, I heard him. And no, you won't find it because nobody had a damn cell phone then. They hadn't been invented. Mm. Okay? But he elaborated on it over and over, and there are articles, many, many articles out there over the years where he says the same thing. He said, Negro children are roaches. Mm. And if you let them into a school by allowing them to integrate the schools, you'll never get them out. So there's Judge Joe Brown (laughs) and his take on Joe Biden. (laughs) I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God. And then they played the clip, and I was like, fantastic. Now, now Joe Biden, he's not alone at being a racist, obviously. There's a lot of racists. But he's not alone lying to you. This is what happened two weeks ago, I believe, with Jen P. Suckey. This is so funny. I don't think he's going to be giving medical advice, A. That's not the role of any president. He would say, get your shot today. There is no time to waste. Same day. She said this. I don't think he's going to be giving medical advice, A. That's not the role of any president. He would say, get your shot today. Not the role of any president. Yet the president still told you medical advice. Even though his press secretary, Jen P. Suckey, Said that's not the role of the president. Now I didn't know that that she she is in charge of what makes the president do his thing. Hangtown Jen says, "Wow, what the fuck was that? I had hairy legs. Kids used to rub my legs in the pool, so I know what roaches are. I love kids. I like kids sitting on my lap. Just random sentence. This was all at a press conference, and there were a lot of black kids around them. 
I mean, we, we have caught her in so many lies. Now we have it. I don't think he's going to be giving medical advice, A. That's not the role of any president. He would say, get your shot today. There is no time to waste. Now, I've been talking about this, and I put it up on Facebook, about this guy who wrote an article. His name is Charlie Reese. Charlie Reese's final uh, column for the Orlando Seminole, Sentinel was in 2001. He wrote this in 2001, and this is the most true thing I've ever seen in my life. Ogre buenos dias, amigo. He died in 2013, but this was his last column. It's called 545 versus 300 million. Politicians are the only people in the world who create problems and then campaign against them. Have you ever wondered if both the Democrats and the Republicans are against deficits, why do we have deficits? Have you ever wondered if all the politicians are against inflation and high taxes? Why do we have inflation and high taxes? You and I don't propose a federal budget. The president does. You and I don't have the constitutional authority to vote on appropriations. The House of Representatives does. You and I don't write the tax code. Congress does. You and I don't set fiscal policy. Congress does. You and I don't control monetary police policy. The Federal Reserve Bank does. 100 senators, 435 congressmen, one president, nine Supreme Court justices equates to 545. Human beings out of the 330 million are directly, legally, morally, and individually responsible for the domestic problems that plague this country. I excluded the members of the Federal Reserve Board because that problem was created by Congress. In 1913, Congress delegated its constitutional duty to provide a sound currency to a federally chartered but private central bank. I excluded all these special interests and lobbyists for a sound reason. They have no legal authority. They have no ability to coerce a senator or a congressman or a president to do one cotton-picking thing. That's racist, obviously. I don't care if they offer a politician a million dollars in cash. The politician has the power to accept or reject it, no matter what the lobbyist promises. It's the legislator's responsibility to determine how he votes or she votes. Those 545 human beings spend much of their energy convincing you that what you need they did, not, uh, they did is not their fault. They cooperate in this common con regardless of the party. What separates a politician from a normal human being is an excess amount of gall. No normal human being would have the gall of the speaker who stood up and criticized the president for creating deficits. The president can only propose a budget. He cannot force Congress to accept it. The Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, gives sole responsibility to the House of Representatives for originating and approving appropriations and taxes. Who is the Speaker of the House? She and fellow House members, not the president, can approve any budget they want. If the president vetoes it, they can pass it over his veto if they agree to. It seems inconceivable that a nation of 300 million cannot replace 545 people who stand convicted by present facts of incomplete and irresponsibility. I can't think of a single domestic problem that is not traceably directed back to those 545 people. 
when you fully grasp the plain truth that 545 people exercise the power of the federal government, then it must follow that what exists is what they want to exist. If the tax code is unfair, it's because they want it unfair. If the budget is in the red, it's because they want it in the red. If the Army and Marines are in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's because they want them in Iraq and Afghanistan. If they don't, do not receive Social Security but are on an elite retirement plan not available to the people, it's because they want it that way. There are no insolvable government problems. Do not let these 545 people shift the blame to bureaucrats whom they hire, whose jobs they can abolish, to lobbyists, whose gifts, advice they can reject, to regulators, to whom they give the power to regulate and from what they can take this power. Above all, do not let them con you into belief that there exists disembodied mystical forces like the economy, inflation, or politics that prevent them from doing what they take an oath to do. Those 545 people, and they are alone, are responsible. They and they alone have the power. They and they alone should be held accountable by the people who are their bosses, provided the voters have the gumption to manage their own employees. We should all vote them all out of office and clean up their mess. This was written in 2001, and the problem has only gotten worse. And notice how I said it's all their problems. That's what I like the most about this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready to write this email, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. That's where you write me, Mark. Um, Douglas says, this is so fucking true. Ogre says, why do we keep electing the same people? It's easier. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the prosperity is focusing on things that personally benefit us for the short, short term. It's easier to elect the same people and not give a fuck about it later. It's like you say, pay attention to the local politics. It's what feeds into larger power structure, uh, structure and creates the four, 545. I put this article up on my social media over the weekend, and I still thought it was very – it's powerful enough to read on the show. So please go find it there. And it shows it, – it, it really tells the truth that as much as we hate, as much as I hate the current president, and I can blame a lot of shit on him, because the buck stops with him. It doesn't matter if there's a D in front of his name or an R in front of his name. They all do the same shit. So there you go. Uh, have I done everything yet? Let's see. Is that all the pre-show stuff? I think that's all the pre-show. Oh, jokes. Let me, let me get my jokes out of the way. Uh, you can find these on TikTok and on my Instagram stories. Why did R. Kelly get in trouble for having sex with 29-year-olds? Well, there were 20 of them. Why did Jeffrey Dahmer never eat vegetables? Wheelchairs are too hard to get rid of. And what should you do if your girlfriend starts smoking? Slow down and try some lubricant. That one's pretty funny. That one's pretty good right there. Those kids on TikTok ain't going to get that one. 
All right. Now to the announcement. Last night, I did a big Facebook Live. A lot of people joined in. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you share it, I'd appreciate it. We got to get down to the brass tacks of things right now. Today, I'm filling out all the forms for the uh, OnlyFans page. I know I said this last week, but now it's coming true. We have to sell 35 tickets this week between now and Friday. I know a lot of people were waiting to do walk-ups, and, and, and I appreciate that. The problem is this room is very expensive. This is one of the first times I've ever had to actually book the room, pay for it, make sure that that people get paid. This is a very expensive room. I have to sell a certain amount of tickets to even break even. So what I'm saying is that me coming back to Sacramento, I'm not making any money. I'm coming back to be with you guys for my 50th birthday. Now, if I can't sell 35 tickets between now and Friday, Saturday morning, I will be canceling the show. I don't want to cancel the show. I will fail. I, I will feel like such a gigantic failure. But that's not the first time I've ever felt that way. So between now and Friday, If you know people that are going to buy tickets, tell them to buy them now. And I think that there's still going to be a big walk-up the night of the show. I still think that because that's the way the shows have gone in the past. Um, But I I can't bet on it because we have to pay for the room no matter what. We're going to come into Sacramento on Monday night so I can get some, some dental work done and see some people. Well... We're looking at changing that, but now we can't do that because ticket prices are too expensive to fly in on Thursday night. Hotel rooms in Sacramento are super, super expensive right now, I would imagine, due to all the fires. Because they can charge those people whatever they want now, and they are. Meaning a a, a fucking, a, a Motel 6 hotel room in Sacramento, is going for over $100 a night. If you've ever stayed in a Motel 6 room, you know that over $100 a night is not what Motel 6 should be getting. Now, I appreciate people saying that I can stay. You don't want me to stay with you. You don't want that. Look, man, I'm sorry. You don't want that. I, 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 all I want to do now is fly in Thursday night. Shit, I'll fly in Friday, do the show, and leave. So we got to sell 35 tickets or the show will be canceled. And I don't want to cancel the show. So there you go. I can start the show now. It's going to be a tough show for me to get through. Yeah, you know, Motel 6 is supposed to be 75. Shit. It, it, it's funny to watch. Like I, I used to enjoy seeing the room rates at the Motel 6 in Reno. When you first come into town, when my dad was alive, I'd come visit him every once in a while. And accidentally, one year, I came in during hot August nights. Room rates at the, the, the Motel 6 in, on North McCarran or Keystone exit there in Nevada, they were like $200 a night. 
This is great material that I've written. I can't wait to do it. If I don't do it this year, then maybe next year sometime. Maybe never. Who knows? But there will be um, on my website at arnieradio.com the link. And I'm going to make it real easy because a lot of people had a hard time going to arnieradio.com and clicking the link to buy tickets to the show. There will be a link underneath that to the OnlyFans page where you go and you pay your $25. You will get the show. It will upload after the show is over. Imagine it'll take a little while to upload an hour, hour and a half show. And uh, and it'll be there. If not, I'll be taking down the OnlyFans page. Hangtown Jen says, well, you had all better buy your tickets. Just pitch a tent downtown somewhere. Cops won't do a thing. Yeah, yeah, I need to take a shower before I, I, I go in and do the show, though. So we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. Uh, all right, today's show, we got Celebrity Ass Deathmatch to do. And other stuff. So there you go. Speaking of Joe Biden, the son of a 9-11 victim has urged President Biden to avoid attending the 20-year memorial. Doug, Doug, it's the only fan that's going to be 25, so don't worry about it. Uh, Make sure you post instructions, uh, yeah, somewhere on the OnlyFans route. It's going to be real easy. Click here, click there, bam, you got it. Uh, Yeah, his name is Nick Harris Jr. Is this this him live? Okay, let's see what this guy has to say. I imagine it'll be a tough guy calling out Joe, because Joe Biden is not going to miss the 20th anniversary Connected to twenty. All right, come on. I don't care about home fucking burglary systems. I want to see this guy's interview. It was, it was a it's shameful for him, I think, to use the dead bodies as a political prop for his so-called victory lap. He is insensitive and he shows no compassion to the families. No Joe, no victory. We are now in the Afghan War 2.0. Those resurrected victims. Uh, keep America, kept America safe from harm all those years. Biden must not dishonor their grace and right. patriotism, for he has none. Wow. It- wow. Okay, that's all I'm going to pay, because this guy's kind of a downer, and I've already been too much of a downer already today. Uh, so, yeah, I-, I love the fact that these people are all talking tough to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, don't come to ground zero. Now, there's another dad, and and I tell you what, this guy, I think he's got a little bit more to stand on. The father of a wounded Marine at Walter Reed said, Biden had the audacity to try to visit my son this evening. He was not welcome. Did everybody get to see what happened with the motorcade in Louisiana? Joe Biden went to Louisiana over the weekend last week, and he wanted to visit all the, 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 the ravaged areas of Louisiana. 
and his motorcade came across a, a, a group of utility workers who were trying to get the electricity started up. All the utility workers turned their back on the president. Man, oh, man. A, that says a lot. That, I, I mean, usually when a president comes to a town or a state, people kind of go crazy, love him or hate him. They come out and they cheer him. Hell, they did. They cheered W in, in, in Sacramento when he came to Sacramento. Oh, they, there were plenty of people booing him and turning their backs on him, too. But they were like, I didn't see anybody cheering for him. He's on this fucking rural road down in Louisiana. And these, all these fucking workers turn their back. They're probably all going to get fired. Let's challenge Joe's priorities. Uh, bribe a syndicated TV channel in D.C. to play a marathon of Matlock episodes. You know he'll sit in front of that old tube in the Oval Office going, fuck 9-11 or Matlock. <laughs> oh, Joe did not have a good weekend. Oh, man. Uh, they have a new name for him, too, by the way, now. A- and I love this name. His new name now is... Shit show Joe. Joe Biden's presidency suffers from historic failure. His approval rating is like the second lowest in history. This guy was going to bring America back together. You remember? You remember the campaign promises? He was going to make us less polarized. He was going to work with the Republicans. That's what he said. You would have to think that the utility company is not going to stand for their employees turning their back on the president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, look, I I get why they did it. I wouldn't be surprised since it is like a national story now and there's pictures of it. Man, oh, man. By the way, another reason why people are are blown away at Shit Show Joe, they have no idea how many Americans are, are still in Afghanistan. And by the way, the State Department tried to take credit for rescuing some Americans that some private people actually did rescue, and the State Department is taking credit for it, and that group of people is saying, no, 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 no. There is a report out this morning that at least 500 Americans are still stranded in Afghanistan. Now, Joe Biden's estimates are like, 10. They say uh, they they say it's closer to 500 than 1000 which is being reported in other places. Joe Biden says uh, look there's only about I don't know 30 40 people there. Oh, I'm sorry, 100 to 200 people that are still there. Man, Joe, you got look, you are the fucking president. 
And it's obviously, it's so obvious that you're not going to get impeached. I mean, seriously. Think of, think of of any other, let's just say, think of any Republican president out there. They impeached, they impeached Bill Clinton for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office. Actually, they impeached him for lying to Congress, but that's what it was about. Joe Biden has given weapons to our enemies. He is negotiating with our enemies. He is not protecting America. from people that hate us, foreign or domestic. He's not. Bradster, what's up, buddy? Oh, I get it, Hangtown Jen, that that he is the president and he deserves respect. Yes, I respect the office of the president. These people have the right to turn their back on him. Now, now, if he comes back and those people get fired, that, that company has a right to do that, but they have the right to turn their back on him. Because that's what happens to leaders when they fuck the football. It, it, it is. Nobody is saying anything about this guy. Somebody even said the audacity over the weekend that he's doing a great job. I, I, I saw that reported, that Joe Biden is doing a great job. Now, I, I, I was a big Trump supporter. I will, not, I will not even say that he was a great president. He did a lot of good things, I think. The word great, though, that's reserved for people who actually do something. You know, like Abraham Lincoln. That's a great president. George Washington, great president. Joe Biden, not a great president. Uh, The number of Americans in Afghanistan is being skewed by a couple of factors. Some have dual citizenship and are considered still Afghanis, not entirely American. People with American citizenship who decided to stay. So what Joe says and another group says aren't necessarily incorrect. Uh, but just how that person is considering it. I understand that, but there's a big difference between 200 and 500 or even possibly 1,000. I'm pretty sure, look, look, when you travel to that part of the world, I believe it's illegal to travel to Iran. I mean, there are some places you can't travel to, and, and I'm pretty sure that through the IRS and through all these people, they know exactly where these people are. are, They know exactly how many people are in there. Nobody's going to tell us because it's a number that nobody wants to see. And look, I'll tell you this. Look, from my perspective, if I would have been a government contractor, I don't know why I'm a fucking government contractor and I'm being sent to Afghanistan. My sole job would be to get the job done and get the fuck home. Because I am not going to last there. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb in Afghanistan. Some of these people kind of dilly-dally. The, the, the movie uh, 13 Hours, the great representation of some pig-headed people. 
If you've never seen the movie, it's a great movie about what happened in Benghazi. And the leader of the CIA, who was in charge of that whole mission, threatened to stay even after the, the, the siege on their compound. Now, I don't know if that was true or not, but that's the kind of mindset that our government is, oh, I have too much work here to do. No, you need to get the fuck out because you're not welcome there. Uh, let's see. I personally know a vet who knows people still over there, including an Afghan translator. The translator has, is a young woman, and they are terrified for their dad. They don't want him to leave the house for fear that the Taliban will capture him. Translator himself say he's afraid that he will be killed. There are reports. Uh, there were reports all weekend that Taliban hit squads are going out, knocking door to door. Why would the company have the right to fire them for that? Does it say their company handbook they have to look at the president? No, they'll fi- look, look, look. You ain't gonna get fired. And the reason for termination when they write on the paper, the reason for termination, turning your back on the president. Be late one more time. Because you don't want the government fucking knocking the utilities in Louisiana right now. I mean, look what, look what the government did to utilities in Texas when Texas froze this year. They shut down power coming into Texas, and they made it Texas's problem. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Biden and his White House are that petty, but there are people in Washington that are that petty. No, you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be able to get fired by turning your back on the press. I agree. But but as soon as you say, well, they can't do that and they do it, then what? Derek, what's up, buddy? I read a story on a female police officer who was pregnant, got shot dead in Afghanistan in front of her family. You see all those kind of stories. Afghanistan's a shithole. Afghanistan is, is almost as bad as Stockton. Almost. All these people in Stockton. No, we're not that bad. It's a joke, fuckers. How many got people fired for turning their backs on Trump? I, I don't know. I would imagine some, probably. Or at least they were threatened with firing. I mean, I mean, look, look. I'll tell you the story. Here, here's the story that I have. Before he even took oath of office, the night that he was elected, I, I'll go back to 2016. Where, where, where's my sound effects here? Yeah. So go back to 2016. Day of the election, I was on the air doing the Arnie State Sports Show. And someone called the show near the end and said, Arnie, what do you think about the election? It was the day before the election, I should say. Aldo, good morning. AEW All Out was amazing two nights ago. I know you, Look, hey, man, Aldo, I got to say, AEW is doing everything the right way. They get rid of some of those shit guys on the roster. Keep the big names. Good things could happen to him. And last night, I, I put it on social media. Last night was the worst Monday Night Raw I've ever seen. It was horrible. Horrible. That wasn't a joke about Stockton. Anyone offended just knows it's true. 
Doug is shit. Politicians were allowed to say, go hunt down Trump supporters to hurt them. So, so let me, let me just say, I was on the air that day, and somebody called up, and the girl who was running my board from Massachusetts, so, and, and, and a very, very, very typical liberal, and somebody said, Arnie, uh, you've covered politics your whole career. Now you're doing sports. What do you think the odds are? And I simply, and I looked at her, and she's fuming because she hated Donald Trump. Mainly for the grabbing by the pussy remark. And I said, and I quote, it's going to be a lot closer than anybody thinks. That's all I said. I didn't say Trump was going to win. I thought he had a chance to win. I said it's going to be, a, and, and she tore into me like she knew something about politics. How could you say that? How could people vote for him? I go, well, they could vote for him because they don't like Hillary Clinton. How can you not like Hillary Clinton? I was like, the show's about to end. I can't get into this with you. They asked me my opinion, and this is what I told them. Election day happened. Next day, numbers weren't really coming in too fast by the time we did the sports show. I went home that night, and I watched the entire election happen. And I laughed my ass off when Donald Trump won. Laughed. Now, not the girl running my board, because I could have been in charge of that. There was a girl that worked at the radio station who was very anti-Trump as well. She was at an event the night before for the election, and she was so mad that she called in sick the next day. Now, we remember seeing all those protests outside of Trump Tower, people screaming, not my president. Once again, I have not said that about Joe Biden. He is my president because I respect the office of president. I can't stand him. I really don't respect him. I respect the office. Remember all those people? How many of those people got fired? Because I tell you, that girl who called in sick to the radio station, I, I, I even went to the operation man. I go, how do, you, how do you not fire her? Well, what do you mean? I go, she called in sick because her person didn't win. And by the way, she called in sick for the rest of the week. I said, how does she get to keep her job? Well, I go, she didn't get her way. Move on. They didn't fire her. Uh, any honest woman knows women talk dirtier than men in a locker room. Uh, look, I agree with that. And Donald Trump was talking to his friend, Bully Bush, and they didn't know the mics were on, and he said he grabbed him in the pussy. And, and uh, you know what's so funny about that? I, I'm glad you brought that up, Cowboys girl. I remember walking around the office when all that shit came out, and I was in Reno at the time, and there were a lot of fucking libtards upstairs. And I shouldn't call them libtards, but these people were. There were guys that were saying, I've never said it. I'm like, really? I've never heard another man say something like that. I'm like, really? I go, did you ever play sports? You, 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 you never heard it. And, and I look at one guy, and he's been in radio world for like 50 years. And I said, with all the bands that you've covered, all the people that you've met backstage, you didn't hear one rock star saying that. Well, I, I, I can't recall, which is obviously a yes. Should he have said it? No. God, no. Fuck. 
Did he say it? Yeah. It was recorded. And I love that everybody goes, we have, we have recordings of Trump saying the N-word. Where are they at? Tom Arnold, where are they at? Never, ever surfaced with them. Where are they at? Do I think that Donald Trump used the N-word? Fucking A, yes, he did. Of course he did. We, we need to all just fucking break the glass. They're, they're, I, I, I would say at least half of white America has used the N-word once in their life. I'll say it. I, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I've used it. You're going to cancel me for it? Hell, I used it on the air once. So I can't hide from it. Am I proud that I said it? At that point, to get my point across when I used it, I was very proud of that fact. But this is, this is we, we have gotten to be so ridiculous in the last eight years, five years. We haven't even gotten eight years since Trump was elected. All these people saying, I've never said anything like that. Shut up. Just stop it. Uh, I'll tell you two words why I will vote for Trump if he runs again, Joe Biden. Uh, I never heard a guy say that because it's too tame from what I've heard, yes. Addict Brian says, I think if Trump runs again, I'll have to abstain from voting. Uh, Obama admits to smoking crack and gets a pass, but Trump gets to hell for free speech. Harrison says more than half. Dave Coe says, what, half? No way, 85% is more like it. I'm not going to go that high. I'm just going to say half. Because I do believe there are some people out there that have never used the word. And that's fine. Great. Good, good, good on them. My grandmother used it enough for everybody. I forgot today is Tuesday. Oops, I heard Raw was bad. Oh, Raw was horrible. I haven't watched a full episode of Raw or SmackDown in months. I may never go back. AEW is too damn good. Also, fuck Biden. I'm ashamed to say I voted for him. I wish I could take my vote back. I respect the office, but fuck. Aldo, let me ask you a question. I, I, I'm glad because this is something I want. You say that you're ashamed that you voted for Joe Biden. I want to ask, why did you vote for Joe Biden? It, it's a simple question. I'd like to know what made you vote. Did you support Joe Biden's policies or were you just anti-Trump? Either, it, it, there's no right or wrong answer here. I, I'm doing this for my own justification. I have, but honestly, not directly to a black person. I can say the same thing, Derek. I'd vote for Trump. Kind of missing a president with balls uh, ruling. Balls and a working brain. <laughs> Look, man. Everything that we're seeing happen in the world right now is happening because nobody respects America right now because the man in charge, or at least the, the, the prop that they've set up, Joe Biden in charge, is making America look weak. This pullout, I mean, why would any country ever work with us again? We won't even save our, our, our own people there. What, what's going to make you think that we would be a good ally 
Wait, the hard R, N-word, or A, or either one, Addict to Brian. Trump was orange, yeah. Uh, I meant some president was working. Uh, I think most Biden supporters were only anti-Trump, which is sad. I'm so uh, trained not to use the word, even uh, though full throes of singing DMX, I don't use the word. I pause and wait for the next word. Yeah. See, there are people out there like Hangtown Chat. I, I, I know people out there. That's why I won't go as high as 85%. It, look, I, I can't say I, I'm not proud that I use the word. There's a lot of things that I've said that I'm not necessarily proud of. The first time I said, I do. I'm not very proud of that moment. But to condemn people because you know, they, they were heard saying it once, just like grabbing someone by the pussy, just it, it, it truly does amaze me. I, I mean, it does totally amaze me. Oh, all right. Before we get to, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's. <laughs> this is the funniest thing that I've seen in a long time. Last week, Gavin Newsom comes out and says, "If I'm recalled, more people are going to die." Now, to me, that's a threat. Aldo's come back and he says, "I wanted to give him a chance at the time." I stupidly wanted to change. I did my research on policies. I don't agree with all policies, but I felt more comfortable with Biden. I never felt more wrong about a vote in my limited voting history. I almost feel like voting Republican from here on out. We shall see. Aldo, let me just say thank you, and thank you for being honest. And you know what? Let me just say, you researched the policies. You voted because you wanted to change. You weren't necessarily anti-Trump. So you you gave your two cents, and I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody that works and everybody that votes. I listen to Eazy-E and NWA and sing the words as written. Yesterday I listened to the Chronic 2000 album. Look, you, you can listen to DMX's own song, My N-Words. He has a song saying that. that. That's literally almost every other word in that rap song. But Gavin Newsom has taken it even further. And a speaker at one of Newsom's rally has called Larry Elder the black face on white supremacy. Now, now, come on. In my vast studies of... The stupidity, the only thing I've ever studied in America is the stupidity of Americans. Really. And I'm part of it. If you somehow believe that, that there are a bunch of white supremacists gathering around and saying that they support Larry Elder... You you've got to you, you need to wake the fuck up. A professor at Cal State University LA, so UCLA or Cal State LA, was the speaker and said, quote, she didn't say his name, but I will. Larry Elder is a black face on white supremacy.
Uh, did you hear about Kendrick Lamar going off on a concert goer who was white and singing along? Yo, I remember watching that on stage. Brought the girl on stage. He asked her, you know all the words? You know all the words? And the girl gets up on there. She starts doing the song, and she sings the song, and he stops the band. I don't know how that girl got out of there with her life. I remember that, Jen. Aldo says, yes, sir. Thank you for your show, uh, your, your ass family. You're definitely a better place than my own family. Love you, Arnie. Well, Aldo, I appreciate that, brother. He says he has voted yes on the recall. Just got to drop it off. Drop it off. Christopher says, I wrote in none of the above. Did you vote yes on the recall, at least, though? For people to say that a black man is the face of white supremacy or the black face of white supremacy, that, that, that is literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I, I know, it seems like every show I get hit with something and I say that is literally the stupidest thing I ever heard. Let, 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 let me let you in on, on how the Aryans run things. Okay. You see, I am, what, what am I, three quarters Irish, one, one quarter English, I think. That, that, that's my background. So I, I'm mainly Irish. And I have a big-ass four-leaf clover on my calf. And there's a reason I got a four-leaf clover. And you will not see any three-leaf clovers on me. Three-leaf clover is a symbol of the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, my biggest fear in life is ever getting thrown in prison because I will not survive. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I will not survive in prison. But they check new people, and they check their tattoos. And if I were to go in there, I have a four-leaf clover, which I can keep. If I had a three-leaf clover, I would either have to join the Aryan Brotherhood, or they would cut it off me, or burn it off me. That's for a tattoo. That's for a green plant tattoo. Do you really think that white supremacists are going to allow a black man in office and put him there? This is where I, I just lose my mind. And the problem is these people that say this stuff, this lady is a professor, and people are going to go, well, she's smart. She knows what she's talking about. You know, that Larry Elder, he is the black face of white supremacy. Come on. Well, nobody, no, no, they won't attack you in the streets. No, no, Ogre, they, Ogre you're never going to the big house, so. You're safe. Uh, Hot Mama says, good morning, ass. Good morning, Hot Mama. I hope you're doing well. There's a huge capital or protest at the Capitol tomorrow. A few of the candidates will be there, including Larry Elder. It's an anti-vax mandate protest. Brady, not as long as you answer the first question, which has only one right answer, and that would be yes. Did you guys receive a ballot for the recall? I have not received a ballot for the recall. I, I Nothing has been forwarded to me because, well, yeah, and I used to be a California resident, but I have not gotten anything. 
And I'll tell you what I would do. If I got it, I would tear it up and throw it away. Because if I were to vote, that would be voter fraud. I can't do that. I'm against voter fraud. I saw that someone in Virginia got one, yeah. It's weird. I got two things for voting for the president, but nothing for the recall. That is very, very weird. But yes, when when you hear these people talking about Larry Elder, he's not a white supremacist. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. By the way, uh, speaking of people of different colors and things like that, Mexican police broke up an 800-person strong caravan headed toward the southern U.S. border, the fourth group of migrants in a week to make the journey. COVID numbers going up, crime in this country going through the roof, violent crime especially going up through the roof. But it has nothing to do with eight, 900 immigrants at a time coming to the southern border where they just allow them in. Uh, let's see. Tim says, I think as long as Gavin wants to tax people for five years after leaving California, those people should get a legal vote in California elections. Uh, You know, Ogre, I'm going to shoot straight. The first time I saw you, even not knowing about the three-leaf clover tattoo, I said, self, be careful. This man's dangerous, borderline white pride. All right, Mark, uh, I will get to the emails probably on tomorrow's show. I hope you can wait that long. If not, just write on here, you can't wait that long. You want me to do it, and I I will move around stuff today to do it. Straight Fire says, our family got all five voted to oust his ass. Good. This standoff took place Monday morning, about 25 miles from a basketball court in Tepecula, where they were held for processing. Christopher says, I absolutely hated my opinion for president last time, but for governor, I'm sure voting for the recall. Literally anything would be better than Gavin Newsom. I would vote for a House plan over Newsom. Larry Elder seems like a good enough guy. I may end up voting for him or any other conservative candidate. California needs to swing the other way. (laughs) They're awesome. I want to send the Border Patrol that's training day gift with Denzel that says... absolutely with that coexist tattoo on my collarbone across my chest. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. That is funny shit. Ah, 800 more people at the border. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Who do we? Oh, okay. I guess we got to... We got to talk about some COVID shit. And there the, the last story is hysterical about the COVID shit. This happened last week and it the, the funniest part of this story is the the punchline if you will. A 24-year-old woman was arrested and charged on suspicion of falsified vaccina- vaccination documents. I mean <laughs> So she's in Hawaii at the time, right? She's at the Honolulu uh, airport, and she shows her vaccination card. And the way they caught her is she spelled Moderna wrong. 
Yeah, they, they're, they're probably going to bust you on that. Yeah, you, you, you can't spell the name of, of the vaccination wrong on your fake card. Do, do you not own the internet? Can you not just look it up? Jesus Christ. M-A-D-E-R-N-A. What an idiot. What an idiot. Triple T, show me your papers. Hey, this this is rule now. I mean, look. Hey, I hate to be the one to say it. You know I hate it. You know I hate it more than anything else in the world, but... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. We can go back to last year. I told you that when this vaccination comes out, they're going to have people get it, and you're going to have to show proof that you got it. I talked about this. I don't know. I don't think I necessarily called it a passport, but I did do the show your papers thing. We've been talking about this since last September. This is the America we live in now. Like it, hate it, whatever. It's the America that we live in now. And until we, the people, change it, it's only going to get crazier. That's why I don't ask what's next. Pretty soon, they're going to kick people out of their own homes and let homeless people live in their homes. Because those people have lived in homes long enough. They need to share or, or that's going to be it. You have to have a room in your house that's dedicated to a homeless person. Did I call it a passport? I, if I called it a passport, then so be it. But I did say that that was going to happen. Everybody, oh, Arnie, you're being crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You're fattened from Texas. True, I am fat and I am from Texas, but I do know what I'm talking about. I have a friend, uh, the pharmacy at CVS, she got noticed that you have to be fully vaccinated by November 30th or you will be terminated. This, to me, is the, the, the craziest thing I've ever seen. It, it Maybe not necessarily with the people that work at pharmacies, but nurses. Do you remember how... how, how not only we were told about, but we saw nurses on the front line battling this virus, helping people, doing all this work before there was even a vaccine. And they were showing up day in, day out, working 20, 30-hour shifts, whatever. And they were held up as heroes in this country. Now, a nurse or a lot of nurses are getting fired because they won't get the vaccination. Wait a second, I thought these people were heroes. Now we're firing the heroes that saved the day for so many people early on in this pandemic, this cold pandemic. It, it, it. 
it's sickening. Hot Mama says my friends worked there for over ten years. It, it doesn't matter. They're they're fi- they're firing nurses that have been nurses for twenty five years. So people were anti elder because they said the Republicans were would, were back him. So he must be a rhino. I just saw yesterday that the National Republican Party refused to back Elder. I think I may vote for Elder after seeing that. He's doing this without their support. Interesting. Maybe the government will see everyone's bank account and distribute equally along American people after they take their cut, of course. Which is why there's no, yeah, because they don't have the nurses to supply the COVID beds. I, I, I don't even know what to think anymore. But we have people that are, are faking the cards, and I knew that would happen too. Just look at Australia. They're going door-to-door checking for vaccinations. If you're vaccinated, you can go outside for one hour a day. It, Australia has already come out and said that they, they, they've got to rethink their idea because they'll shut down everything if one person gets it. it Australia is insane. And by the way, by the way, see – Everybody looks at places like Australia, oh, see what they're doing. They don't have the freedoms that we have. See, that's the one thing. In America, we are supposed to have all these freedoms that are bestowed on you, not by the government, but by the hand of God himself. And if you're not a big fan of God or religion, I'm sorry if I upset you. And yes, I know that this country was not founded on Judeo-Christianity. I understand that. But they believe that a higher power gave you these rights. Maybe not Jesus. Maybe not Allah. Maybe it's a guy named Ben that they all met on the Mayflower. I I, I don't know. And I finally saw a guy say it the way that I've wanted to say it. And you might not like this, but it's the truth. My rights are more important than your health. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And everybody's that way. Your rights are important. And and I watched another video this weekend about somebody questioning these shots. These shots that were not designed to stop people from passing this or even getting it. You had a 99.97% chance of surviving this on your own. But they're forcing people to get the vaccination. So you get the vaccination, and you still get COVID, and you can still give it out. Why, 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 why were the mask mandates ever taken away? Why did any of them go away? If we all have to wear masks and we have to get vaccinated. That's the way to, you have to have the vaccination and wear a mask to go to any Raiders games in Las Vegas. But the Las Vegas hockey team doesn't have any restrictions, I believe. Uh, I would have said that shit, too. He basically walked it back after he said that, but they don't play things with the entire context. No, they don't. Uh, Let's get a shot to prevent the spread, but... Wait, you can still get COVID after being fully vaccinated, and you can still spread it. So the point of the shot again, and your mask doesn't prevent the spread. The mask obviously doesn't prevent the spread. You know how I know that? 
because people were mandated. They were forced by their states to wear masks all of 2020, or a big chunk of 2020, they had to wear masks. And that started in what, May? And our peak numbers were in July. Well, who was going out without a mask on? I was even wearing a mask. You had to wear a mask. Why are the numbers going up if the mask work and social distancing works? Well, that's right. Social distancing isn't really a thing. It's a science fair experiment. I don't care that much about people having opinions about Trump won or lost. I think it was stolen, but it may not have been to each their own. I think we've been better off with Trump, but we have a house pound president instead. I'm over all that. Look, look, there, there have been there are a couple stories that came out last week and over the weekend about mo- more voter fraud being found. Look, you're not going to get the media to cover it. The media won't cover it unless Nancy Pelosi comes out and says, yeah, we stole the election. And even then, I don't think the media is going to come out and look at it. I mean, Homeland Security will go to your house if you say the election was stolen. That's how much of a free society you live in now. Um, Harrison says, why the hell are we testing NFL players and teams? Zach Martin is vaccinated, and now he can't play this week. If whole teams are vaccinated, then why are we testing them? Yeah, I don't. I look, Hey, because you can obviously still get it. Do you think these shots would have been better received if they had been honest in the selling points in the first place? Called it a boost or something to hopefully reduce your symptoms, slow the horrible part of the illness, instead of letting people v- think that vaccine equals cure? Oh, boy, that's a tough one there. Because vaccinations are not a cure. There's a flu shot. It ain't, they don't cure you. Like, like, honestly, if this was a cure thing, then what would happen is you would have to wait until you got COVID, then you get the shot, because then they're going to give you the cure. It's like watching an old movie where, where a bad guy slips you poison, and he's got the antidote, the cure. You don't take the cure beforehand and then take it. Don't work that way. Look, anybody who thought the vaccine was a cure, they need to wake up because even at its highest point, it was 95% effective, which meant your immune system was even better than this shot. But I ain't going to go back and do all those numbers. Look, people wanted a vaccination for it. They got one. Now you're going to be forced to take it. If the government's going to make it, you're going to take it. By the way, anybody know what yesterday was? Yes, it was Labor Day. But pandemic unemployment benefits ended for 7 million Americans yesterday. 7.5 million workers who face the loss of unemployment benefits on Labor Day. Another 3 million stand to lose that extra $300 boost to their state jobless aid. Think people are going to be going back to work now? Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, that time where, you know, where I was yelling at everybody to go out and there get the high-paying jobs. Oh, I do have, where, where, do I have that story? About, oh, wait, hold on. I got to look at my emails here real quick. Make sure I sent myself this. Uh, Firefly, no, no, no. No, no. 
Damn it. I don't think I had it. Oh, fuck. It was such a good story, too. Because the, the, the gist of the story is this. Uh, it was it was $15 an hour is not a livable wage. I can't believe I didn't, I, I lost that story. Because they want to make $15 an hour minimum wage. And they say, that's not a living wage. You cannot support a family. Once again, how, how many times have I said this? Minimum wage is not meant to be a, a wage that you can feed a family on. Uh, minimum wage is the lowest a job can pay you for the lowest amount of skills that people have. I, I'm sorry if you have to, you, you get laid off from a great job and you have to go get a job and it only pays you $15 an hour and you got a family. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you're continuing to work. That's good. That will look good in the eyes of, of an employer down the road. That you just didn't sit around taking government money. But what about $30 an hour? Is that a livable wage? Because that means you got to get another job. It's not necessarily $30 an hour. You got two $15 an hour jobs that you got to work. Well, Arnie, that's 16 hours a day. Yes, I know. I, I, I understand that's 16 hours a day. Well, when am I going to get to get on Facebook? When am I going to get to do this? When am I going to? Well, as soon as you have a job that you gives you enough time to do those things. If you need to support your family, fifteen dollars an hour has never. Well, I shouldn't say it has never been able to. Not in our current life. You ain't going to support a family of four at fifteen dollars an hour. That's just stupid. Most minimum wage jobs also don't give you overtime. Well, then don't work it. Work your 40 hours and leave. They ain't going to give you overtime, and fuck them. Anything over 40 in a week or eight days a week is uh, OT in California. Well, here's the look, look. We can sit around here. We can talk about how much money every year. When that Obama bill came out, and they forced employers to hand out benefits. See, I remember a time when you'd go work for a company and they had benefits, and that's why you went to work there, because they were benefits. Now it's expected that your job takes care of your health. We, we can sit and debate about that all day long. It's not their job. Their job, if you work, let's say that you work for the Timex company. Timex company, they, they, their, their job is not to make sure that you have health care. Their job is to make money making watches. And when the government mandated all these places to provide benefits and health care and things like that for any full-time employee, do you know what they did? They fired a bunch of full-time employees, or at least they cut their hours to under 40 hours a week. That way they wouldn't have to do that. So the government keeps throwing shit out there, and businesses, to stay in business, keep going, oh, okay, we'll do this. 
Oh, if you have to have over 40 employees, then everybody gets health care. All right, well, we'll cut it off at 30, and we'll make people work twice as hard. That's what they're doing. Kids are not educated enough. You demand minimum wage goes up, but don't understand the price of living goes up with it. Amen. You know how many jobs I've seen that only want to pay $15 to $17 an hour and then say require a bachelor's degree? It's fucking laughable. Then when I look at jobs, they say the same, except must have basically $5,000 worth of gear and have working knowledge of about four or five different programs. Well, that's where you have to decide then, as an American, as a person, are you willing to take all that shit for that job? It's up to you. Bring more value to the table and complete, uh, compete for better-paying jobs. If you're competing with unskilled people who will work for less, you don't have a good chance of making more money. No, you don't. And it, and it seems like, see, this is what I'd want. I'd want. I'd want, if I ran a business, which I do, but if I had to have employees, I would run it like my mother ran me for my jobs around the house. If you do the job half-ass, I'm going to fire you. The end. Here you go. See ya. Bye. You're gone. I want somebody. I want somebody who can do the job. Full ass. That's all I want. I want full ass. Do your job. That's it. You don't have to work any harder. Just do your job. If you want to, if you want to uh, excel at your job and you do more, don't think they're going to pay you more, but at least they notice it. And don't ever, don't ever. I had a DJ come into me one day, and he goes, man, I told them I'd be willing to do so much more work if they paid me more money. And I just looked at him, and I said, stop it. Just stop. In, in the radio world. I was like, first of all, first of all, you don't tell them what to do because they're about to fire you and voice track everything, which is exactly what they did because I saw the writing on the wall. So don't ever go into a job and say that you're willing to do more if they pay you more. Why don't you just go do more and then show how valuable you are, and then if you find another job, you threaten to leave, and that company will go, wait a second, we have to pay you more to stay because you do more. Full ass, that's what I'm telling the wifey from now on. Making note not to apply for Arnie's business. I'd get fired on day one. Yes, yes, you would. You want to get rid of half-assers? Why the fuck is Bubba still around? Well, Bubba doesn't have a job, but Bubba's only job is to drool, which he does a fantastic job on, and piss me the fuck off, and wake me up at two thirty every fucking morning to where I can't go back to sleep. Everybody said, "Oh, three-day weekend. Enjoy your three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah." Two of those three days of the weekend, I was up at 2 fucking 30 thanks to that stupid fucking dog. So he's doing his job. His job is to aggravate me, and he full ass does it. Aggravate me, drive me fucking nuts. Ghost of Mass is same here, full ass all the time. Thought Bubba is head of the state's uh, state security. No, no, fuck no. Man, that motherfucker can't do no security. Here's fucking something, and he fucking runs away from it. 
That dog is a coward. A flat-out coward. By the way, people are losing. Yeah, no shit. It, it may be okay to text me. Well, the good thing is I've got it on silent, and I turn it over so the light doesn't bother me. It's the scratching and then the, arr, arr. He doesn't even have a fucking manly bark. Scratching on the, arr, arr. I need to go outside and sit down. That's what he did. The first night, I took him outside, right? I thought he had a pee. Motherfucker goes out into the middle of the yard and just sits down, like turns his back on me, like he's a utility worker in Louisiana. Just sits there. And I'm like, what are you doing? He kind of looks back. Well, whatever. I'm just sitting here. Didn't even fucking pee. Oh, that's how you're up at the same time as me in the morning, despite being in a later time zone. Yeah, yeah, because I have a wonderful fucking dog. Making dad proud, being a fucking person. Yeah, my alarm clock is set for 6.20 every morning, not 2.30. Back to the COVID shit. Angry men with zip ties ambush school principal after COVID masking requests. Okay, this you can't do that. The, 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 you can't do that. If the principal requests a mask mandated school, do not show up and put him in zip ties. That is bad. As much as you want to do it, please don't. These dads in Arizona have all been arrested and charged with trespassing. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if the, the, the principal is going to drop the charges. But come on, man. You can't do that shit. You can't do that shit, people. Ah, so bad. All right, last story is the funniest story of the weekend. Why not? I'd love to zip tie a mask Nazi. Yeah, because, you know, you're infringing on their rights. I'm just saying. I know they're trying to infringe on yours. I get it. But you can't. Rachel Maddow, along with other flaming liberal media figures, got duped over the weekend. Oh, this is so great. There was a fake news story out of the state of Oklahoma this weekend that hospitals were overwhelmed with patients having overdosed on the drug Ivanmectin. Hold on a second. Let me let me get the right sound effects out there. You know, you know that drug that's only for horses, well, and human beings too. But I digress. The story, which originated at Oklahoma's K4 TV News, quoted testimony from Dr. Jason McLeal, claiming the hospitals in rural parts of Oklahoma—that's all of Oklahoma. Were overrun with patients during uh, that were overdosing on ivermectin, causing gunshot victims to have to wait to be treated. And it was all fake. Yet these media people 
who didn't investigate, who didn't look into this story, didn't even call a hospital, ran with it. This guy, Drew Holden, says, we've got to talk about the Rolling Stone ivermectin article. Turns out the story about rural hospitals so flooded with ODs that they couldn't treat other patients was made up. Rolling Stone actually did report this on their Twitter. Rachel Maddow, patients overdosing on ivermectin, backing up rural hospitals and ambulance. The scariest one I've heard of and seen is people coming in with vision loss. No tie with Brian Tyler. Breaking people are backing up hospitals in Oklahoma by overdosing on horse dewormer medication. A doctor said that people are now even reporting vision loss. The ERs are so backed up that gunshot victims have been a hard time getting treated. Really? You, you, you didn't even think about calling? He writes that they just needed to attack Oklahoma. Zip ties, yeah, that won't make things even more difficult or anything. See, this is all the fault of the Gomer running around howling, citizens arrest, citizens arrest. One of the greatest episodes of, of Andy Griffin ever. Oh, how do the two correlate? Gunshot victims can't be treated because people taking uh, people were ODing, they said. The story was people were overdosing on this stupid horse medicine. They, and they didn't have any, any beds. Rachel Maddow duped. Oh, like the time she had people that said that they had the body of Bigfoot on her show or the time that Anthony Weiner duped her into thinking that his phone was hacked and the pictures weren't of his Weiner. Yeah, I know. But see, here's the problem. Here's the problem is that we all can look back on those things and go, oh, my God, these people are it. And, and look, look, I, I said it last week, and I won't take it back. And, and if you notice, mainstream media has fucked with Joe Rogan. If you watch his video where he came out and he talked about ta- taking ivermectin last week, if you watch the original video, his actual original video, he doesn't look bad. If you see it on the news, he looks kind of jaundicey. They filtered him. Because he came out, and I said this was the best thing that could happen for COVID, was that Joe Rogan got it, because so many people get their news from Joe Rogan. I'm not saying that's right, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just, I, I'm just speaking the facts. And I remember when I told you guys that. You guys, it, it, it's hard to believe, but a lot of people used to get their news from the Daily Show when Jon Stewart was on there. They don't do it anymore because Trevor Noah sucks. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the things that Jon Stewart does. The way he stood up for firefighters and police that have died due to cancer-related illnesses that happened on 9-11, which, by the way, we're about to have the 20th, quote-unquote, anniversary of here. I will say this. You might hate you might hate him for things he said against the president and things like that. I got a lot of respect for him, though, because he's gone out uh, on, on so many limbs for these firefighters and police 
to get them the right kind of care and money for what they did. I, I, I can a lot of, uh, let a lot of his ills go. But people get their news from there. It was shown a bunch this weekend, I don't know. A lot of people love Denzel Washington. And he has a famous quote going around saying, if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you do read and watch the news, you're misinformed. And that leaves people going, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to do the work. You're supposed to do the digging. People like like Rachel Maddow who have a, a, a news program. It's not an entertainment program because she's not entertaining. This is on MSNBC. This is a news station. This isn't fucking, you know, bowling for dollars with Rachel Maddow. It would more, more likely be bowling for Subarus. But she can't even have, like, a showrunner check this out. That, that, that's the part that I have a hard time with. And that's why you notice when I, when I get stories, people will send me stories and they'll put them on the, the message board because I was trained the right way. They'll send me a story, and I'll see it, and I'll go, oh, my God, is that real? And then I have a number of sources that I go to to see if that story matches up before I report it. It used to be you got two sources before you ran a story. Two. I suggest getting at least three or four sources now. But, once again, news companies have to get there first. Because if you get there first, that means you have the scoop, you have the exclusive, and that means you're going to get the ratings and you're going to get more money. Journalism changed when they realized they could make money on it. Great day for journalists, bad day for people who wanted the truth. I'm a better journalist than she is, and that lick a lot of puss gets paid big bucks. Yes, she does. <laughs> if I send it in Babylon, you can trust it's factual. Yeah, yeah, look. <laughs> I like the stories that you send me from Babylon. I just know that Babylon isn't the most genuine of places when it comes to these stories. Uh, all right, let's do this, shall we? Let us go ahead and start. It, the NFL is this weekend, right? Uh, hold on a second. Let, let's get the sound effects here. Let's get the right ones here. Happening this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Are you ready for the NFL? We will have crazy uh, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy on the show again on Friday or Thursday to go over his picks. But before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how do I usually start this? Oh, yeah, that's how we start it. This is how we start it. We have to talk about the celebrity That's right. We've never done this. The greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. 
We're going to whittle it down to find out who the four greatest quarterbacks are of all time. And we're going to do it now. Let's get it on. All right, here we go in our first matchup, ladies and gentlemen. Like him, hate him, I don't care. The man with more Super Bowl rings than anybody else. Dave Coe, I know how you're going to vote on this one. I know how a lot of people are going to vote. But I ask you, between seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady and four-time in a row losing quarterback Jim Kelly, Tom Brady, Jim Kelly, ask family, who you got? That one, that one's a beatdown. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Brady moves on. And I'm sorry. Uh, Brady. Okay. Next matchup, ladies and gentlemen. I give you another Hall of Fame four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. He went to Louisiana Tech, and he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the pros. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only Terry Bradshaw. Taking on another quarterback that lost four Super Bowls again. Played for the Minnesota Vikings. Ask family, I give you Fran Tarkenton. Terry Bradshaw versus Fran Tarkenton. Ask family, who you got? Wow. Man, oh man, Terry is just kicking ass. We, we, we can call this one already? Yeah. Not much of a matchup, ladies and gentlemen. Terry Bradshaw moves on. Now I got one for you. Ask family, are you ready for this one? Another four-time winning Super Bowl. That's his team dumped him, and then he took the Kansas City Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. Lost. But I give you the one and only Joe Montana. And he is taking on the guy that replaced him, and then it did eventually win one Super Bowl, 
Montana was number 16. Steve Young was number eight, and yes, half the quarterback that he was. But if I ask you who you got between Montana and Steve Young, ask family, who you got? Menomina. 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 Wow. Steve Young got a vote. Holy shit. Menomina. Menomina. Well, this is shaping up nicely. LDS. <laughs> Here we go. We got us a winner, ass family. Yeah, no, no question here. Joe Montana moves on. Our final matchup in the first round before we find out who gets on the actual Mount Rushmore. Now, look, I know he started his career as a Colt and won a Super Bowl there. Lost one, too, as a Colt. Then won one as a Denver Bronco. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man. No, no, not yet. Who has the biggest forehead in NFL history. I give you Peyton Manning. Taking on the other Bronco quarterback that finally won Super Bowls near the end of his career. Still, the worst loss in Super Bowl history was this guy's Denver Broncos against the 49ers. Thanks to Leon Lett dropping that ball in the Super Bowl against the Bills. But I digress. I give you John Elway. Peyton Manning, biggest forehead. John Elway, biggest teeth. Ass family. Between those two. Who ya got? Goodness. Wow. Okay. All right. Starting to see some separation now. Now we got to find out who is on the mountain. Our first matchup. Whew, boy, this is good. This is a good one here. In the matchup of Super Bowl, well, not even the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. First one I give you, current player. Plays in Tampa. Hopefully we'll lose Thursday night against the Cowboys, but I don't know. Tom Brady. Taking on another number 12 for the Steel City, I give you Terry Bradshaw. 
Tom Brady versus Terry Bradshaw. Ask family, who ya got? understand you don't want to vote for a Satan worshiper, Christopher. But Tom Brady moves on. Man, oh man. So Tom Brady is now on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Sorry. Who will join him there? Will it be who I personally believe is the greatest quarterback ever? A, because, well, there's no scandals around him. And B, he played in a time when he got the shit beat out of him. I'm talking about the one and only Joe Montana. And he is taking on that big forehead of Peyton Manning. Ask family, I ask you. Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, who ya got? Hot Stephanie says, uh, I made a phone call and you were gone. Are you off the air? No, I'm still on. Anybody else having a hard time? Still here. That's weird. Show me the update. Only fans. I'll put Tessa. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, so Arnie will set up the other half to have Stallback and Aikman. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, uh, believe me. There are a lot of good quarterbacks who are yet to come. But we have half of this done. We will get to the second half of this next here at ArnieRadio.com.
the damn dog. Check it that he bought. Cause I can sing all them songs about Texas. And I still do all the sad ones that I know. They tell me I look like Merle Haggard and sound a lot like David Allen Cole. And the barmaid in the last town that we played in knew the words to every song I'd wrote. She said, Jimmy Rabbit turned her on to my last album Just about the time the jukebox broke Yeah, Johnny Cash helped me get out of prison Long before Rodriguez stole that goat I've been the rhinestone cowboy for so long I can't remember And I can do yeah every song Hank Williams ever wrote And I can sing all them songs about Texas And I still do all the sad ones that I know I can't help it I look like Merle Haggard And I sound a lot like David Allen The country DJs all think I'm an outlaw And they'd never come to see me in this dive Where bikers stare at cowboys Who are laughing at the hippies Who are praying they'll get out of here alive The loudmouth in the corner's getting too to the big show here on September 17th at the Esquire IMAX in Sacramento. Uh, if you weren't around to hear the message this morning, the uh, the show for right now is still on. We have until Friday to sell 35 tickets. And, and look, look, the, the room holds a lot more than that, but I have to get into a certain amount of tickets to where the room is paid for. And that's what the 35 will get us. I believe there will be a large walk-in that, that buy their tickets last minute. I get it. That's what people do. I can't bet on it, though, because if they don't show up, then I'm out. Close to three grand just for the venue, not even mentioning the hotels, the food, everything. So I And, and I'm not making any money on this show, really. If the show sells out, then I make a little bit of money. 
but it don't look like it's going to sell out. So I'm just telling you right now, if you want to see the show on September 17th, go get your tickets now. Go to ArnieRadio.com, click on there, and buy your tickets. And yes, yes, I will have it all linked up. We're going to have it all linked up to uh, ArnieRadio.com. If you can't make the show and you want to see it on OnlyFans like the next day, there will be a link for that as well. So there you go. Yeah, I had to play David Allen Coe. He is uh, uh, recuperating after getting the horrible and dreaded coronavirus. That ain't even the song I want to play. I want to play That Ain't Country, but I can't find that song to download anymore. I got the CD somewhere, I think. So, um, Before I go any further, I, 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 I want to A, say how much I appreciate you guys. And B, how much I love doing this show. There are certain topics that we don't do a lot on this show. And it's because, A, I don't want to be that adult. And I don't want to be that grown up all the time. We're, we're about to have some fun with some stories from around the, the nation this weekend. And celebrities and doing all that kind of stuff. I would feel remiss if I did not touch on this. So many people are upset at the state of Texas right now in this new abortion law that has been passed. I haven't read into it enough because, well, abortions don't affect me. And I'm sorry to say that. They just do not affect me. I, 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 I don't have kids, so I ain't have to worry about my kids going through any of this. And I'm not a woman. So it really doesn't affect me what's happening. I, I currently don't like how the law is written, and if that makes me less of a Republican, then so be it. It makes me less of a Republican. In my heart of hearts, I believe if a young woman is raped or if there is incest, which is also rape, happens, they don't know right away that they're pregnant. And this law states that you can't get an abortion pretty much after six weeks. I I think this is what I hate about America now. This is what I truly do hate about our country. As it were so wrapped up in end-all, be-all points. There are gray areas. Okay? There is no, well, you're pregnant, you're going to have the baby. I find it hard, and and this is where I stand, and like I said, this is just me. If a woman is raped or she has, like, an uncle inseminate her and impregnate her, I think that her having to live with the rape or the incest her whole life is horrible enough, And now she's going to have a child that will be a daily reminder of that for the rest of her life. If she's strong enough and can handle that, then that's her decision. But if she knows that this is something that's going to weigh her down and drag her down, I think she should have the right to choose that with her body. Uh, Kale, not everybody knows as plan B, and I think that they have to ask in the hospital before they give that to anybody. I, look, I, I think I think with rape victims, if you do go to the hospital, because not all rape victims go to the hospital. Some rape victims are so ashamed that they don't go for three or four days. 
Plan B don't work after three or four days. So I, I, I think I hate it, th- this is the human side of me. I hate that some people use abortion as birth control. I hate it. I hate that. But, hey, if that's where they want to live their life, they're going to have to answer for it. I hate it personally. To me, being raped and preventing that child from being born, I don't think that that's necessarily birth control. I, 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 I think that is you taking care of yourself in the long run. And, and, look, I know I'm probably pissing people off right now, and I'm sorry. These are my thoughts on it. I, I don't write the laws. I just, But the law states what the law states now. seems a little draconian to me, but I'm not getting all worked up about it. No, there are a lot of people that are. Somebody posted, oh, well, it took only 14 hours before the first at-home abortion death in Texas. <sighs> yeah, I bet you they, those have been happening even when abortion was legal. I, I, I'm just going to tell you that right now. Hang Dan Jr. says, whoa, 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 you're not a woman? You don't have a, a vagina? Drive a Subaru and have an affinity for flannel? Learn something new every day, yeah. All right, so with that being said, let, let's talk about this weekend. By the way, did everybody get to see any college football this weekend? I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering, and the reason why I'm not wondering for obvious reasons that, you know, a certain team went out and handled their fucking business like a champ. Game wasn't as close as the score, friends, let me just tell you. Longhorn showed up, and they kicked ass. A little bigger test this week. Well, I don't know about that. We were supposed to lose to the 21 or 23rd-ranked Raging Cajun of the University of Louisiana. This week, we have to go to Arkansas. So we pretty much have to go back 50 years in time when we travel there. But we beat them. We beat them easy. Okay. But what I did see, I did enjoy... From Tallahassee to South Carolina and everywhere in between, student sections around the nation were screaming, fuck Joe Biden. I mean, large groups of kids screaming, fuck you, Joe, or fuck you, Biden. I mean, it, it was crazy. I watched North, North, the Notre Dame game was spectacular. How in the fuck does Notre Dame blow a lead to Florida State like that? They still won, but god damn, that was close. Fell asleep watching Nevada struggle to win, but had fun watching the Wisconsin game. Let me just tell you, the two highlights of the week, three highlights, Longhorns winning, number one highlight, of course, was Virginia Tech, when they play inner Sandman and their crowd goes wild, but nothing compares to the university. I, I actually had tears in my eyes when I saw 70,000 people jumping up and down when they played jump around the University of Wisconsin game. Oh, it was phenomenal. It was so great to see that. And I think I got emotional because we were being America again. There were 70,000 people strong there. There were 92,000 people at the Longhorn game. Harrison got a big win with Tech this weekend. Oh, that was the other highlight. If Oklahoma does not drop from number two, oh. And Tulane should have won that game. Oklahoma wins by five points at home. 
because Tulane's quarterback didn't extend the ball on fourth down when he jumped. They recovered an onside kick with like 30 seconds left. They were driving down. If they got that first down, they're scoring, and they're beating OU. OU is bad. I didn't watch college football this weekend, but I did watch Man of the House. So it was like the same, but with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And by the way, congratulations to the University of Nevada. What a great weekend for them to go to Cal and win. That's a huge win for that program. As much as I despise that program because they think they're the greatest program on the face of the earth, which they are not, I was happy to see that win. I was happy for my friends in Nevada. Oh, geez. Bad thing about these Yeti things. If you fill them up too much, they pop off. That one popped off. Uh, Okay. Enough about all that. But there was something that happened. This is so funny. And I have no sympathy for this gal. There was a news reporter covering the the Clemson game against Georgia. Georgia beat Clemson. Neither team scored an offensive touchdown. Final score was 10 to 3. Pick six won it for Georgia. Her name is Lindsay Gow. She says, got all kinds of violated during my first live hit by fans. So she's at the Clemson-Georgia game. I know you watched Alabama dominate. I, I saw the score, and I was like, I don't need to watch that shit. Alabama, Alabama just rolls out and does the same thing. Yeah, we lost five starters on offense. Uh, they were all first-round picks in the NFL. Not to worry. We're still going to go out and win by 100. Nick Saban does not fuck around. It's getting to be comical. Dabo Sweeney, though, he got a little shit on his nose this weekend. But here's the report of this gal who's working the Clemson, Georgia game, and she is not happy. Hello. Please don't touch me. Walking by, this guy didn't even touch her. Somebody bumped into her. She's giving him a dirty look. Go dogs! People are walking behind her. They're screaming. Somebody walked in front of her. Hitting defensive slugfest, and the dogs ran away with it. A ten to three win here at. Now she gets mad. How long do I have? Please don't touch my equipment. Please Please don't. don't touch my equipment. Okay, okay, let me just say this right now. You set up a live shot, a live shot in the corridor where people are leaving the game after a gigantic win for the University of Georgia. Do you not think, and and by the way, you've got a camera set up, you've got a big light there. People become assholes when there's a camera around. You know exactly what you're doing. You don't need to get all fucking butthurt that people have bumped in. Nobody grabbed her tit. Nobody grabbed her ass. They were getting in there to yell, go dogs. Now, I have zero problem with the fans. If you don't want that, then don't set up in there, stupid. Because I learned something. I went to the national championship game in 2009. 
a game where a dirty hit took out quarterback Colt McCoy, and I will live and die by that for the rest of my life. Colt McCoy stays in that game. Guess what? Nick Saban has one less title. But something I saw on my way into the game, I thought that I could drink back in my heyday. I, I, and I could. I, I really could drink. I never got to the point where I saw Alabama fans at the national title game throwing up in the dozens because they were partying so much. This is what the SEC does. They get shithouse drunk before a game, throw up all over the place, and then make asses out of themselves like most college football fans. You can't go to a game like Georgia and Clemson and not think that you're going to be rousted by drunks. Yeah, Harrison says 80,000 drunk college students and fans leaving. Yeah, that's a good place to set up. What I'm amazed at is that a member of the hallowed fourth estate thought they could control human behavior. Yeah. Okay, as a woman, I can say this. She was PMSing. Like any other live shot after a game, after a win, you know what you're getting into. But PMSing, yeah, can be irritating, and you can turn intentionally snap quite, quite quickly. Not giving her an out, all she needs to do is fucking nut up and do her job without being a bitch about it. Yeah, I, I, I look. And then she, she posted, keep your hands to yourself. People are bumping into it. Look, if you're, if you're set up in the main corridor where people are leaving... 80,000 people, people are going to bump into you. If you don't have the area roped off. After the first guy touched me, I started rolling. This isn't even all of it. So uncomfortable. Can we please respect people's space? Well, you're standing still in an area where people are moving. Dummy. That's what happens. This is like when you're in the mall and you're walking in the mall and somebody stops right in front of the store and you bump into them. That asshole shouldn't have stopped fucking walking. They should have gone into the fucking store. Yep, uh, Christopher, Christopher, you're nailing it. Yes, sir. Hold on a second. Let me get the right sound effect thing up. There you go. Do your fucking job. That's all you got to do, lady. Report on it. People are going to come up and yell, Go dogs! They're going to do shit like that. Now, a respectable fan, yes, Ogre, would have yelled, ArnieRadio.com while walking by. Look, this isn't just <laughs> this isn't just football games. Whenever there's a live camera around, there's a chance. Case in point. March 17th, I don't know, 2001 or 2. The show that I was working on, the very popular morning show that I was working on, was doing a party at Rapscallions in Reno, Nevada. And the governor, Kenny Gwynn at the time, he was going to be there. And we were told that we were going to get to interview the governor of Nevada on St. Patrick's Day. Now, I was completely sober at this point. The people that I worked with weren't. And I was like, really, this is a good idea? Okay, I think it's cool. Mainly because his entire staff listened to our show, and they loved us. And I'll, I'll never forget, the, the, the head of staff came up and said, don't fuck around. I was like, I'm not the one to worry about. We did the interview. It was great. Blah, 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 right? Well, Channel 2 News in Reno was doing a live shot from there, and I knew the reporter. <laughs> and as soon as I saw him go live, 
I knew what my job was to do. And it was to go right behind him and scream, the show that I'm on rules as loud as I could. When he got done with that, he walked over to me, goes, always a class act, Arnie. And he walked off. He was not happy with me. That's what happens at live shots, man. Come on. Uh, I giggle when reporters do live reports, and someone in the background is being silly. Not offensive, just silly. The camera operator moves the shot, but the silly person keeps going in frame until they cut back to the studio. It's just like what happened to Jim Cantone or whatever that fucking weather guy's name is. People were doing cartwheels behind him during Hurricane Ida. This is hysterical. So this live reporter coming out and being all miffed at it. Yeah, hey, hey, honey, yeah, yeah, hold your powder, hold your powder there, little lady. It's gonna be okay. Now there were lots of fights that people sent me over the weekend. I I, I can't cover them all because it would kill me. This one happened at the University of Memphis versus I don't know who the fuck they're playing. You got oh, oh, this is Nickel State in Memphis, where fans in the end zone were not having a good time. Oh, there's a push. Black guy with dreads throwing rights. The T-shirt, he's trying to be held back by his friend. Oh, he just nailed somebody. Oh, the hoot nanny has begun. It, this is like, oh, my God, it's like four white guys on one black guy. Here comes the other black guy to help. He's being held down. Now it's a wrestling match. They're holding each other as they try to pull the black guy off the white guy. Can we all just get along? I don't know if these are Memphis fans or these are Nickel State fans. Ooh, that white dude has busted the fuck up. Oh, he got a big old cut on his eye. Oh, oh. Oh, there was a fight at the Alabama game, too, against Alabama and and the U. Here we go. Miami fans fighting with Alabama fans. That's not a good, uh, let me just tell you this right now. Oh, there's sucker punches from Miami fans. Alabama fans down and somebody's holding on to him. His partner's had to come and grab him. Oh, now a girl's going to get involved. Ah, cooler heads are starting to prevail. There we go. Man, oh, man. I tell you, these fights that are breaking out in sports arenas make me not want to go to games so much. Uh, Hoot Nanny, <laughs> you like that one? Uh, that's why we need someone in the crowd nearby yelling out Jim Ross dialogue and how many people get the joke. Oh, if that were to happen by me, I would be yelling it. Good God! Good God! He's dead! He's got a family! Fight at Tech game. Houston got her... She got her wig ripped off. Oh, hold on a second here. Harrison sent me this one. This is on my phone. So, let's see. Here we go. We got We got audio. Okay. Looks like Houston. Oh, okay. Somebody gets pushed down. See, these aren't ideal places to fight. People pushing, shoving each other. This is a push fest. Gal jumps off between seats. Now she's going to try to yell at somebody. Oh, somebody else getting pushed. 
Now some woman in a dress. Who wears a dress to a college football game with a whole lot of hair? She's about to get that shit yanked off, ain't she? Somebody about to snatch that damn thing off. Why are they playing March Grandioso? X. A. S. Oh, there's somebody. Beige, beige hoodie comes out swinging. He's about to go throw some more bones. Okay, Harrison put the link up there. This fight sucks. Where's the wig get ripped off? And by the way, that's a that's a Longhorn fight song. March Grandioso is a Longhorn fight song. Oh, here we go. It's starting up again. Houston and Tech fans. Oh, there's some haymakers. We're getting some haymakers made. Now everybody's jumping in. Oh, the harried lady. She's yelling. She's yanking at someone's hair. There goes her wig. Good God. Panties are showing. Oh, my Lord. You got to get to a minute 40 in that fight. If you look at it, that Harrison put up there, wow. Oh, man. Man, I remember my first beers. I I, I hate all these. This is honestly taking the fun out of going to games. Now, I think Hot Mama was at the, uh, she was at the Giants-Dodgers game over the week in one of the games. It was a game where the, the guy from uh, uh, the second baseman for the Dodgers threw wildly to first, pulled the run, pulled the first baseman off the bag, runner safe to first, run scored, Giants win the game. That's not what I want to talk about. Oracle Park, Oracle Park concession workers vote to authorize a strike during the playoff run. Now, I did not know that workers at, at ballparks were unionized. I had no idea. I, I, I thought people that worked at ballparks all had to, because, I look, I had a teacher in junior high, Mr. Hobart. He would sell programs at Dallas Cowboy games. And on Monday, if you solved his problem of the day, he would give you, a pro, he would give you one of the programs, they ripped the cover off it, and he would give it to you. I, I've known a couple people I went to high school with that worked at it, 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 in Ranger Stadium now, beer sellers. I did not know they were unionized. I, maybe they're not unionized everywhere, but in San Francisco they are. According to union members, they say, quote, it's already hard to live and work in the Bay Area, and on top of that, the lost year during the pandemic, you know baseball was happening last season, but without the fans... That's a lot of lost income. 96% of the 80% turnout to vote decided to strike. Um, why'd he rip the cover off? I think that was that, that's what a lot of magazine places do. Like if they give you old copies, I, I guess they have to turn the cover in. And that counts as a whole issue being turned in. Um, uh, 
once again, I, I didn't realize this, and, and I, I, I honestly don't know what to say. Like, can't the Giants just hire new people to be concession workers? And, and a lot of the stands were always outfitted by, you know, somebody's fucking, you know, team band or a softball team or some group of people that worked that concession stand and all the tips they made got to go to, you know, whatever their, their charity was. It doesn't say what they're asking for. We value our associates. Contributors have always supported their right to organize, but we look forward to working an agreement as soon as possible, Bon Appetit Management Company said. Now, I understand. Hey, man, hey, look, I get it. I get you want a, a, a fairer wage to pedal drinks at a ball game. Okay. Um... Who are you hurting? You aren't hurting the San Francisco Giants. You're not hurting Budweiser. You're not hurting Coca-Cola. Do you know who you're hurting? Hurting the people in the stands, the people that want to buy your products. You don't show up for work. You ain't got nobody to sell that shit. People are going to be pissed. And they'll take it out on the Giants, and then what the Giants will do is they'll hire a bunch of new people, and all these people that were unionized, they'll be out of work. That's the way it goes. Uh, Jen, they do that uh, the same with paperback books that don't sell. You rip off the front and pitch the rest of the book. That way people can't try to resell them. Okay, all right, fair enough. Giants don't come home until September 13th, so they have a few days to hopefully work this out. They haven't said when they're going on strike, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they were on strike this weekend. I just find that kind of interesting that they would go on strike. That, but like I said, that's just me. Uh, all right. I, I saw this story, and I thought to myself, this is the dumbest thing ever. It, it, this story has nothing to do with Mel Gibson who is photographed with his family, because there are a lot of people at this, at the Malibu Chili Cook-Off. <laughs> That's the part that got me. The Malibu Chili Cook-Off. Now, now uh, I, I, I don't want to rip Malibu, but I'm going to go ahead and rip them. That I imagine the Malibu Chili Contest or Cook-Off Ain't going to be the best chili you ever had. Now, it could possibly be the fanciest chili you ever had, where I imagine they bring in Wagyu beef for their chili. And you know these motherfuckers probably put beans in there, sons of bitches. But the Malibu chili cook-off. Well, let's see what Suzanne Summers has this year. I mean, really? Are, are, is there, are there special spices that you're buying from only the most expensive stores in all of Mexico to heat up your chili? Nothing says chili like Malibu, California in the summer. I, I don't get this. Why are they having chili cook-offs in Malibu? Boy, Mel does not look man. Mel just looks like a guy who's given up because he has so many goddamn kids. 
He got a polo shirt that barely covers his belly. Some really ugly board shorts that are probably about $500. He got some ugly-ass shoes on, some black shoes with white socks. Come on, Mel, you are better than that. Oh, yeah, kale chili, vegan chili. They're probably going to have asparagus chili there, weed chili. You can't have a chili cook-off in Malibu. If you want to have a a, a champagne-off in Malibu, you go right ahead. If you want to have fancy-dancy shit-offs in fucking Malibu, go ahead. You can't have no chili. That'd be like that'd be like going to a barbecue contest in Malibu. Oh well, we did great at the Beverly Hills Chili Cook-Off and barbecue. Really? People in Malibu, you are not normal. Okay, you live in houses that cost a hundred million dollars. And I'm betting, you know, you know the chili that won? Probably Hormel. Somebody emptied a can of Hormel, and everybody, oh, my God, this is life-changing. The Malibu chili cook-off. Good God. Hormel, that stuff's made in New York City. New York City! Get a rope. You can't say that anymore. That now I'm being racist. God, Mel. I, I mean, honestly, like here, I'm gonna I'm, here. This is you got to look at the pictures of Mel. I thought Mel was a stylish guy. This is a terrible look. Now, granted, the polo shirt's probably fucking you know actual child virgin cotton. The the the, the shirt probably costs I don't know six seven hundred dollars five hundred dollars shorts. The shoes, which are the ugliest things I've ever seen. Uh, th- those look like poor kid shoes. Like I, I, I mean, we're talking grocery store brand shoes, motherfuckers wearing. I don't know what kind of sunglasses he got on. They look cheap. His hat, some kind of trucker style hat. Just stop your Mel Gibson. Stop. Mel's living the dream right there, eating chili, belly sticking out, not giving two fucks about anything else. God, I envy that man. I know. Mel Gibson lives like the perfect life because he just doesn't give a shit. (laughs) Such a bad look on him. I would say it should be in Texas, but all I can ever think of uh, is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, we have way better chili than Malibu. I, I, I let me just say, I, I'll just say, I guarantee we got better chili than in Malibu. I'll take you to a place called uh, what was it called Tolbert's, out in fucking Grapevine. We will get some donkey tails there. It's a hot dog and it's wrapped in a deep fried tortilla. It's got cheese on it. It's good shit. Mm-mm, good. And they got great chili there too. His, his clothes make me want to smoke. That was still the greatest. What the hell is this? Holy shit. Mel Gibson's got a new thing coming out. Hold on a second. 
if for $1,400, you can do a meet and greet called an experience with Mel Gibson for intimate black tie events, London, Glasgow, Leeds, and Birmingham. So for $1,400, you get to eat with Mel Gibson and a bunch of other people. You're probably not going to get to meet Mel, but he's going to be somewhere around there. I like it. This is his this is his version of Cameo. You guys want to meet me? Well, come to my $1,400 plate dinner. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Good for you, Mel. I guess, I guess thing you're hurting right now. I, I, I don't know. A man is fat, bearded, wearing board shorts, an ill-fitting polo shirt, and ball cap. Only Mel Gibson could still pull wool rocking that look. Like I said, God, I envy that man. He can only pull it off if they know it's Mel Gibson. Like, if you saw that guy standing there, you'd be like, that guy's homeless. And he pulls down his mask, you go, holy shit, it's Mel Gibson. At the Malibu Chili Cook-Off. I don't think you get the Malibu chili. You got to eat British food. Some real little bitty food. Real shitty food. I, I, I don't like this at all. I don't like this whatsoever. But you know what I do like? I like this. Hear ye, hear ye. The former Duke of Sussex and some Yank wish to now tell you how to think. Harry drove a tank. Now he's just a wank. It's the Markles. Megan is ashamed. For nothing she is famed. Here come the Markles. Her magic's really strong. He's given up the bong. It's the Markles. The queen's pride is hurting when she's not too busy squirting. Her ginger will never last with a shitty half-assed podcast. The fame's gone to her head. Philip's glad he's dead. It's the Markles. Oprah takes their calls now that Harry's lost his balls. Here come the Markles. How does she cast the spell? Her legs lead straight to hell. It's the Markles. Here come the Markles. Bravo. Boy, cool blimey. I'll still say they're a couple of wankers. Oh, so fantastic. Thank you, Ogre. Oh, Ogre, you did a great job with that. Well, it seems like the Markles are making a, an offer to Queen Elizabeth. You know, after their sit-down interview they had with Oprah where they said they endured racism at the, the palace, they have now asked for a summit with the queen and hope to plan a Windsor Castle christening for her namesake, their infant daughter, Lilibet. Staffers at at Buckingham Palace are stunned. 
the the queen hasn't said anything yet. The palace hasn't responded to this. But I got to tell you, man, oh, man, the balls on these two. Mainly the balls on her. I mean, I thought she had a magic pussy. She's got the biggest fucking balls in that relationship because they want to have their daughter christened there. Why would you wait, 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 wait. Now, now let, let's say, let, let's say that I had a kid. God forbid. Okay? And I wanted my kid christened at Chuck E. Cheese. But let's say the last time I was at that Chuck E. Cheese, they did not do well by me. They treated me with racism and they hated me. I don't think I'm going to be calling Chuck E. Cheese and going, hey, I want to christen my kid there. These two have some balls. (laughs) If I was the queen, I'd give Simon Cowell a million dollars to go to the Markle's house and simply just say, it's a no. It's a no. Wow. See, look, and I got to say, brilliant on her part. Because now, since there's a baby involved, I don't know. I don't know what the, look, I know people in America don't like the Markles. I think people in Great Britain don't like them either. If you're going to try to use your baby as leverage against the queen, Man, they have zero shame. That, that, that's all there is to it. They have zero shame whatsoever. Unfucking believable. All right, we'll do one more story here. And let me tell you, this story is glorious. Glorious. And, and you know what? We get to play another song. Jizzling, 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 jizzling. I'm begging you, please don't take that girl. Jizzling, 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 jizzling. Please don't take her to that awful man who didn't kill himself. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. Your smile is so frightening, your cooch is nothing I have seen. I would never serve you to enemy, Gislaine. Oh, so, so we've been held hostage for, for, for months now. Over Ghislaine Maxwell and her naming people. We got to a point recently where I've said, I don't think it's going to happen, sadly. I'm still holding out hope. Well, federal prosecutors have ordered the names to be revealed. That's right. Federal prosecutors must divulge the identities of any unnamed co-conspirators that they plan on referencing at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Uh-oh. By the way, this story came out like, uh, I want to say is September 3rd, so what was that? 
four days ago. So that came out Thursday. I'm surprised Ghislaine's still alive. I, I'm honestly surprised she's still alive. But it's time to sing, little lady. It's time to sing like a canary. Let us know. I want to know. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh. There's, there's only one name I'm waiting to hear, and that is, because I already know Bill, but if we he'll hear Hillary, oh, I will dance. I will dance, my friends. Uh, all right, now we got to go back to doing this, because I'm about to have to go uh, visit the restroom here. So uh, let's get ready to do this. That's right. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen, for Celebrity, Celebrity yes, 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 Matt, Matt, Matt. the second, second round, round of the Mount of quarterbacks. That's right. You see, in the first round, we had Joe Montana and Tom Brady move on, beating Terry Bradshaw and Peyton Manning along the way. But now we will find out who, 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 who is going to join them? Let's get it on. And here we go. I want to hear Gavin's name. <laughs> is she going to be honest? If she wants to, that you know, that's a fair question. Is she going to be honest? I think she will. I think I, I don't think she has anything to lose. She knows she's dead. I mean, honestly. I don't know if I would if I was in her position, I would fucking out every name that's there and wait for them to come kill me. And then that way I don't have to live in prison anymore. I can at least be dead. And I can be I, I can at least rest knowing that I gave names, but we'll see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our first matchup. It's a battle of superstars. One guy has three Super Bowl rings, the other guy has two. The first guy who has three never lost a Super Bowl. The guy who has two lost two, I believe. Maybe three. Actually, he lost three. So I ask you, ask family, when it comes to America's team, between the choices of number eight, Troy Aikman, versus number 12, Roger Stallback, ask family, who ya? Got. Bucks co star. <laughs> Comeback did not have it for this one. I still love Roger Stallback. I, I, I still love him, but yes, uh, the white Jay-Z, also known as Troy Aikman, moves on. Next matchup. Now, 
I put this guy in there, and he does not have a Super Bowl win, but he's such a great quarterback that I, I'd feel remiss if I did not at least include him in the list. And that is Dan Marino. Dan Marino has all kind of records, but no Super Bowl. He only went to one, and he lost. The Niners whooped his ass. So I ask you, between Dan Marino and the guy with the thing on his face that that Oprah tried to wipe off and then realized it was a birthmark, I give you who dat? Oh, that's right. I give you Drew Brees. Dan Marino versus Drew Brees, ass family. Who ya got? kid the Longhorns missed out on. Well, he was a twerp that ended up going to whatchamacallit. Fucking Purdue. And then, yeah, he turned into greatness. But, yes, Drew Brees moves on. Drew Brees moves on. And, by the way, you can look up the Drew Brees incident with Oprah on YouTube. It is there. It's fucking great. All right, next matchup. Dave Coe, I was thinking about you, buddy. I already knew one of these guys was going to be in here, and I was going to have another guy who didn't win a Super Bowl, and then I realized, wait a second, this team has another guy. So, ass family, here we go. In a matter ma- matchup of Raiders quarterbacks, I give you the man who had a beard who went to the University of Alabama. Didn't have a strong arm, but he had an accurate arm. I give you the snake. Kenny Stabler, and he's taking on the man that went to Stanford, came and resurrected his career with the Raiders. I give you Jim Plunkett. Kenny Stabler versus Jim Plunkett, ass family, who you got? He will file. He will. Oh man, this is a matchup. 
I could have gone the, the second guy I went with the current guy just because I didn't want to get too old school. I don't have Johnny Unitas in here. I don't have Slinging Sammy Ball, White, Tittle. I ain't got any of those guys. And that means I ain't going to have Bart Starr in there either. So in this matchup, ass family, I got to ask you, between Brett Favre, he won what, one? Brett Favre's got one Super Bowl, played in two. Brett Favre against Aaron Rodgers, he's got one. Battle of Green Bay, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, ass family, who ya got? So now we got to see who makes the mountain. Our first matchup, ass family. I ask, between these two Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, only one of them is multi-time winning and is the best broadcaster on television right now. I got to say it. Number eight in your program, but number one in our hearts, the one and only Troy Aikman taking on Drew Brees. Aikman, Breeze, who ya got? Watch what you say about Troy Aikman. Yep. It was close. But ladies and gentlemen, his face will be adorning the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, and that is... The man, T. Roy Aikman. Ooh, I am farting some nastiness over here. Final matchup to see who gets on the mountain. We will find out after the next break who is the face of this mountain. Here we go. I give you a matchup of slinging quarterbacks here. Will it be the original gunslinger, Kenny the Snake Stabler, 
or will it be Brett Five? Guy from what? Mississippi Valley? Didn't even go to Mississippi State or I don't even. He went to some small ass school, went to the Falcons and came to Green Bay, and now he, he legend Brett Favre, Kenny Stabler, Brett Favre, vast family. Who you got? <laughs> Very, very close. Not close that much anymore. Wow. Wow, ass family. We have ourselves a winner. And the Mount Rushmore is set now. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, and Kenny the Snake Stabler. We will find out the face next here on the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Yeah.
ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Arnie Radio. Hey, Harrison, Harrison, Harrison. We do not question the voting. Okay, this is not the United States. I When the voting's done, the voting's done. No, we can't squeeze Jason Garrett on there, nor would I ever. No way Stabler is better than Favre. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know. We just know that Kenny Stabler beat Favre in our little voting thing. So there you go. Gotta live with it. Look, I, I, I'm prepared. I was prepared for Troy to be voted off. All the cowboy haters out there. You can't demand. Uh, I, 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 I see your demand for a recount, and I deny that said request. So there you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> By the way, impromptu movie review. I lied to you. I do have a, a small review. I watched it on Firestick over the weekend because I don't have Hulu. And this was released straight to Hulu. There's a new movie that has John Cena in it. And pretty much John Cena is the only person that you would know. The, the black guy from that terrible LeBron James movie, he's also in it. Black comedian fellow. I don't know his name. I did watch <laughs> Ben DiNucci. What a piece of garbage. Uh, I watched the movie Vacation Friends this weekend. It, it, it's John Cena's... Uh, jump into R-rated movies, an R-rated comedy. We all saw him in Cock Blockers. No Emmett, no Rings. Aikman was good, but not great. Uh, Mike D., you and I can sit down. We can have a discussion about that. I can say that about a lot of quarterbacks. If, If Joe Montana didn't have Jerry Rice and John Taylor, I mean, Terry Bradshaw, his fucking whole team is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, vacation friends, eh. I, I, I think they really tried too hard. They tried too hard with a lot of easy jokes. And let, let me just say it. Truth be told, I can't stand John Cena. I just can't. Look, I know he's a great guy. He does a lot for kids and charity, and I respect the shit out of that. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think he takes himself a little too seriously. So there you go. Look, I, I, look, you can have all the quarterbacks you like, and you can do your own Mount Rushmore. I, I, look, I, I, Joe's on there. I've always said Joe's the greatest. I mean, Tom Brady only one year had a good, great receiver, if you will. And that was the year they lost to the Giants when he had Randy Moss. You want to you talk about somebody who didn't have people to work with? I mean, are you going to count Julian Edelman as a great receiver or these little white guy receivers? This is what makes this whole thing tough. Whoever the black guy was was trying to be like Kevin Hart, yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. Texas moved up to number 16 in the polls. Did Oklahoma move? No, my feelers aren't hurt. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Let's see. Now my feelings are going to be hurt if Oklahoma fucking moved up or if they stayed. Uh, Let's see. Uh, College football standings. 
go to that. Or rankings. That's the one I should have gone to. God damn it. Uh, rankings. Fucking Oklahoma State at number two. Coaches pull. Huh? Oh, this is okay. They don't have the, the updated one yet. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. Cena equals Jim Varney Jr. Now, you better watch it. I'm not getting any updated polls. Let's see. I'm looking to pull. A&M will probably. Georgia should move up a lot. Clemson will move down. I think Georgia probably moves to number two. Oklahoma to three. Is that is that right? A&M will move up. Ohio State will move up. Iowa State. Fuck. Iowa State. All right. Let's move on. Now, if you were to say something like this on Facebook, you would be put in Facebook jail. What do they do for Facebook, though? Oh, wait, here we go. All right. Here we go. Let's see. These the polls. Let me be aggravated. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, A&M. Really? UCLA. Wow. UCLA at number five. Oklahoma's dropped to six in this rank. Penn State at number eight. Texas, 19. Wait, 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 wait a second. Texas moves up. North Carolina barely moves down, even though they lost to Virginia Tech. For Christ's sake. And Wisconsin is number 15. How do you have teams that lost ahead of anybody? Except Clemson. Because they were ranked number what? Number two? That's fucking bullshit. I hate the polls. I really do. Truly hate the polls. Oh, my God. So dumb. All right, so Friday on Facebook, uh, <laughs> they had to disable a topic recommendation. I guess it's been up there forever. After it mistook black men for primates in a video on the social network. We apologize to anyone who may have seen the offensive recommendations. We disabled the entire topic recommendation features as soon as we realized this was happening. Facial recognition software has been blasted by civil rights advocates who point out problems with accuracy. Yeah, if you're going to list them as primates. Unbelievable. You're having a problem with Mixler now? Anybody else? I know Stephanie did earlier. Uh, by the way, they end this. Uh, former Facebook content design manager Darcy Groves called this egregious. Well, you better throw somebody in Facebook jail. <laughs> Fucking dick bags. Good Lord. Okay. Now, now we know that, and I'm going to go into it a lot more on my show September 17th at the Esquire IMAX about nature is not your friend. There's a new thing that that I need to target my angst and my hatred towards. And I think you guys are going to figure it out pretty quickly. These assholes that think that they are going out into outer space. Okay, Elon Musk, he's got a rocket ship. Jeff Bezos has a, a flying penis. And Richard Branson 
went out of atmosphere for not really at all because he barely he, he barely even went 53 miles above the ocean. SpaceX, is that the Elon Musk one? Spa- is, is that it? Has announced a targeted launch date for later this month, September 15th, at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida, where there will be a crew, an all-civilian crew. And what they're going to do is they're going to stay in space for three days. They're going to orbit the Earth. By the way, no thank you. Don't want anything to do with that. Why do you ask? Well, let me just tell you why. There's another company this weekend named Firefly. Bad name for a fucking company that that flies into space. Their rocket terminated in a fiery explosion off the California coast. It was the first attempt by the company, Alpha Rocket, at reaching Earth's orbit. You know, if I'm one of those four people on the SpaceX one, and I see this story, I'm like, yeah, you can go ahead and tag in the guy behind me. We have a 29-year-old physician's assistant from St. Jude Research Hospital. A 41-year-old aerospace employee at Lockheed Martin. A 51-year-old entrepreneur, educator, and trained pilot. And the founder and CEO of Shift 4 Payments, an accomplished jet pilot who holds several world records including two speed-around-the-world flights in 2008-9. I don't feel good with any of these people going into outer space and orbiting the Earth. (laughs) I'm going to form a rocket company called Challenger. Our big sponsor is 7-Up and Tide. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, will you wait for your head and shoulders to wash up on shore before you sign them? Look, man, I I just got to say this. Look, I am so against space travel for regular people. If you want to have the government do it and NASA behind it and actually have trained astronauts that spend months training to go through G-force and re-entry and all that kind of good stuff, You got some physician's assistant. Good job. Great job. I ain't got nothing wrong with that. But you don't know dick about outer space. I I, I find this, this is awesome. This is awesome. And you know what's even better? The best part is it's taking off from Florida. Oh, man. We get some bath salt in that ignition. That thing might fly. it, It might fly to Jupiter. These rocket companies just got to stop. I mean, uh, like, I'm just telling you right now, I don't wish this to happen. I do not wish for anybody to get hurt. I don't want anybody to perish, to blow up like Christina McAuliffe to where I have new jokes saying, hey, did you hear that Proctor guy had blue eyes, one blue east and one blue west? I look forward to having new jokes to use. Yes, absolutely. Because it's inevitable. 
it's inevitable. If NASA can blow up, Elon Musk, so can you. I'm just saying. Isn't it weird that Elon hadn't gone into any of these rockets yet? Oh, yeah. His Asperger's is keeping him at home. It'll be raining rich people like they were in Afghanistan. Oh, man. I just, I love it. I love it. Hey, we have so much money, we're willing to die for it. Okay. Uh, all right, couple movies uh, we got to talk about. I, I'm very, very excited that this was announced over the weekend. That if you've never seen this movie, I, I highly suggest that you go see the movie The Accountant. Now, you can hate Ben Affleck as much as the next guy. He plays an autistic hitman. He's a trained killer, and he's awesome in this movie. If they were to give him a Boston accent, he would win an Academy Award for this because he's only good in movies where he has a Boston accent or he has some for- he's on the spectrum somehow and kills people. I love it. They say he's coming back. John Barenthal is coming back, the guy who played The Punisher on Netflix. If you haven't seen The Accountant, go see it. Do yourself a favor. Great movie. Arnie, how do we react when the first rocket full of rich assholes blows up? Shock, laughter, get hard. <laughs> get hard. Um, I'll probably just be shaking my head. Uh, look, look, I, I, I'll be shaking my head and waiting for the next show impatiently just so I can hit this button right here. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. I cannot wait. But, yes, this movie, they, they've signed on. They, they were going to make it a series. Now it's a movie. They're going to do part three. and They're going to do part two. And they've already talked about a part three where the brothers actually team up. Barenthal will have a bigger role in the accountant part two. And then the third one, the brothers will team up. So I'm very excited about that. Not excited about this bullshit. <sighs> John Wick 4, which, by the way, John Wick is great. John Wick 2 was kind of eh. John Wick 3 was one of the greatest fucking badass movies of all time. He killed two guys with horses. He killed another guy with a fucking book. I know in part one he killed somebody with a pencil. Fucking awesome. We've been desperately waiting for part four after part three, Parabellum. And now you got to wait a little bit longer. The movie will be released closer to May 2022. Mainly because the Matrix movie, they're going to try to get out in 2021, but we'll see. But just like the movie that I am not going to see, Top Gun, colon, Maverick, has been moved back to May. I hope John Wick beats Top Gun's ass. I hope John Wick poops on Top Gun 2, colon, Maverick. 
Yeah, oh, he killed that big-ass dude with a book. That was badass. And in part three, he put together a Frankenstein gun and killed a fool with it. And he lifted up some hel- some dude's helmet visor, blew his brains out, and closed the lid. Awesome. That, that was the scene. I, you know, here's the thing I didn't understand in John Wick part three. When he did build that gun, why didn't he just find bullets that fit in that gun that he picked out? Because they had all the bullets over there, but he picked the wrong bullets. So instead of just going, oh, this takes these, breaks the window, takes those, takes that gun, he rebuilds a whole other gun. I mean, it was cool and everything, and the dogs attacked in part three. Halle Berry had dogs, and they, they, they you know, they, there's some bad guys shooting at him, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, dog jumps on you and... <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking rot you the shit out of your neck. John, John Wick, look, great franchise. Gotta say, great franchise. I was really upset that the Equalizer franchise did not match the quality. Because the Equalizer with Denzel Part 1 kills a guy with a fucking shot glass. That's a fucking badass. Part 2, not as good. Part 2 was just, man. Part 2 is like a Randy West scene in porn. You get to that money shot and it just kind of dribbles out. Yeah, you don't like that. You, you don't like the dribbler. Arnie, if they can keep pushing these movies back, what am I going to review? Are you going to lay me off? Does the ass have a severance package? <laughs> you can review movies on Netflix. Uh, I remember sitting in the theater saying out loud, good boy, when the dogs were <laughs> munching nuts. Oh, those fucking dogs were awesome. So, yeah, so May 2022, that's when John Wick 4 comes out. Now, this is, a, this is such a funny story. I hope it's true. Not a lot of people know if it's true or not, but we'll find out here. It was reported that Motley Crue bassist and pretty much founder of the band, Nikki Six, has issued an ultimatum to Vince Neil. Either lose weight or John Karabi is our singer. Oh, man, that is so fantastic. And there's a picture of Vince and a gym giving a thumbs up. Why, did you just find the lines of cocaine? Nikki Six has demanded Vince to lose at least 50 pounds before they go out on their live comeback tour next year. If Vince fails, then he's going to be replaced by John Karabi, the guy who cut one album for Motley Crue. Oh, man, that is too great. Oh, 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 is this a video? There's Vince. Oh, Vince is doing ab work as his dogs attack him. There he is trying to do some kind of, some more ab work as he holds the camera and the dogs are kissing him. Well over 10,000 crunches right now. This thing is, what do you call killing it? It really is. It's, uh, oh, boy. Vince, why don't you just have the surgery, you lazy fuck? It's amazing how this gets you strong quick. Wow, I guess he's got one of them so muscle retractors. Yeah. So somebody's oh. gone to an infomercial to lose some weight.
Wow, Vince Neal. Oh, holy shit. Vince is a welcome on ass. We like food and fat people. We are not racist. Oh, man. Vince Neal, you are just something. Now, wait, wait. See, I love the fact that he made him lose weight but not work on his vocals. You remember the clip we played you where Vince can barely sing? I think DDP also reached out to him. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man. If Nikki would just put on less hair dye and makeup, they could afford Vince's gut. Oh, this is like the last time. I love Motley Crue. Motley Crue was one of my favorite bands. And I got to say, the last time I saw them, I was so disappointed. I was so bummed out about how bad they were and how bad they sounded. <laughs> Especially Vince, but their whole, uh, even all their sound guys, it, it, it was really kind of sad. All right, final story, and then we will figure out the face of the Mount Rushmore. Got to thank Ogre for sending me this story. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Haven't talked about it in a while. Crikey's surfer in Australia, state of New South Wales, was out. Hitting some curls, hitting some riptoids. He's thought to be in his 20s or 30s. He's out there uh, surfing around. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a big old shark and just says, Hey, watch out. Fucking bit the shit out of him. The dude died. Mail Online reported the man lost an arm in the attack and suffered large lacerations on his back. Well, I sharks don't like to tinker people. Yeah, they sure do bite them in half, though, don't they, motherfuckers? A number of local surfers and bystanders came to the aid of the man. They were incredibly brave in a very challenging situation. Uh, you let, let me rewrite that real quick. Uh, they were incredibly stupid in a very dangerous situation. Despite the best efforts by the bystanders, I'll change it. Despite the best efforts by these idiots and paramedics and other emergency services, the patient could not be revived. Well, at least the shark didn't like the taste of his arm. How's that? Goddamn people, these sharks. I swear to God. B. Coop, what'd you send me? You send me some Vince Neal shit here. Hey, it's a Liberty Mutual commercial. All right, let's see. What the hell is this? Too bad, he might 
Wow. That that that's sad. That is horrible. My God. I I would suggest that you guys look at that and look what the words are that he's saying. I read he got his arm ripped off. I'll bet that shark has a tattoo of Bethany Hamilton on his fin. <laughs> Holy freaking Ganesh. Vince sounds like a, as bad as David Lee Roth now. Oh, he sounds worse than David. I, I, I got to say, he does sound worse. Like, he's out of breath. He's like me when I get going, and I'm fat. Vince is just, oh, dear God. Wow. Uh, All right, that is going to do it for the stories today. And now let us finish up what we start. And remember, we have two more of these to get to this week, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Celebrity Celebrity. Pass. Mount Rushmore quarterbacks. Now, now we also have draft busts and greatest defensive players this week. We're going to get them all done, I promise you. I got to work on the draft bust one. NFL uh, defensive players, though, that'll be on Friday. What the fuck was that? Who was the fuck that? R. Lee Ermey? No, no, no. That was that was Vince Neal. Let's get it on. All right, here we go. Here we go. Ask family, are you ready? To where we have to pick out who the face of this Mount Rushmore will be. And our first matchup is monumental. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to vote on this. This is the question that goes around. Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Who you got between the seven-time Super Bowl champ, Tom Brady, or the four-time champ, Joe Montana? Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Ask family who you got. Something was brought up that I didn't bring up. Joe Montana never lost a Super Bowl. Tom Brady sure did. And our final matchup before we see who the face is. Ask family, I've got I, I've got to ask you. In this matchup between the legend from Henrietta, Oklahoma, who went to OU and said, fuck this school, I want to live in UCLA, Troy Aikman. Led the Cowboys to three Super Bowl victories. Taking on the snake, man who went to Alabama, who won what, two Super Bowls, one or two Super Bowls with with the Raiders. Troy Aikman, Kenny Stabler, 
Ask family who you got. And yes, I played the Dallas music to get you to choose Troy. Triple T, come on. It's very close. But as family, you have decided that it comes down to Joe Montana versus Troy Aikman. I know my man don't stand much of a chance. <laughs> yeah, Warbird, believe me, I've been puking a lot this morning too, having to say all these good fucking things about Joe goddamn Montana. Ruining my life, not only with the Cowboys, but with his goddamn college team, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, too. First game I ever went to. First Longhorn game I ever went to. We could have won the national title. But no! Joe Montana has to get in the way. Lead a gigantic, epic comeback. So I ask you, ask family, between these two titans of NFL, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, who ya got? Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. I've got this feeling so appealing for us to get together and sing, sing. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. I've got my hunches. It's the best. Beats the rest. Cellular, modular, interactive, modular. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Oh, God damn it, Sassy Pammy. Why you got to bring that up? Banana phone. It's no baloney. It ain't a phony. My cellular. Bananular phone. All right, ass family. We have figured it out. Yes, Joe Cool, Joe Montana will be the face of the Mount Rushmore of greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. Troy Aikman's up there, Kenny Stabler's up there, and of course Tom Brady is up there as well. We'll do defensive players next this week. We'll probably do that tomorrow because it's Wednesday. We'll take Thursday off. Yeah, yeah, Thursday I'll do Mail, sponsored by JS Flores, great people. And then Friday, we'll do draft busts. And remember, please, 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 if you weren't here earlier, if you have not gotten your tickets yet for the September 17th show at the Esquire IMAX in downtown Sacramento, please don't wait. I cannot count on walk-up numbers. So if you're going to go and you're going to buy tickets, please buy them as soon as you can. 
I got to sell, what now, 31 more because Straight Fire hit me up, letting me know he was getting his four. I need to sell 31 more tickets before Friday, and that will guarantee me being there, and I'm not even making money on this show. So there you go. So remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic Tuesday, and adios, everybody. I got a bumper sticker on the back of my truck There ain't another like it cause I had it made up I can tell who's behind me They give themselves away Lay on their horn when they read this phrase Honk if you honk it's on Don't if you don't But if you do Don't you love to Honk if you honk it's on Me and Friday night go hand in Stickers or I'm gonna run you in Honk if you honk it's honk Don't if you don't But if you do Don't you love to Honk if you honk it's honk Honk if you honk it's honk Don't if you don't But if you do Don't you love to Honk if you honk it's honk Honk if you honk it's honk Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.